0: Weekday mornings beginning at 5.30 on 93.3 at a.m. 560, KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Zader, and Producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and a.m. 560,
1: KWTO. Good morning, and welcome to Tuesday after Labor Day. Welcome to Wake Up Springfield, Alex. Did you miss uh, Cass and I yesterday, Don? Did you guys
2: miss us? Absolutely, man. We Don Don and I were in here by ourselves. We had Frizz, and I almost almost wanted to cry a little bit. (laughs) The the room seemed small yesterday. Well, I
1: apologize. I was stuck out there in Burning Man, and uh, we were stuck in the mud, and I couldn't get the camper. Oh, you were
3: not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i tell you what
1: well, what a mess for those folks uh, trying to get out of there huh? I, jeez I, I, I watched some of it and and i will say this i, I got to give them credit you know that would have been an easy situation for them to be crying and blaming whoever for not getting help but man they just stuck it out and some of those vehicles are ruined i mean people thinking they can get their jeeps just because you have a four-wheel drive alex doesn't mean you have a four-wheel drive and can go anywhere
2: i mean ankle deep mud that's that's uh, crazy to think about and you know, seventy thousand people stuck there, ready to hunker down. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. I bet you did. Uh, that crowd is the crowd to be stuck out there because I mean, they had their. I'm sure as long as they had their favorite beverage Whatever. and their favorite substance, I'm sure they were good.
3: Well, <laughs> until they had to start rationing, uh, then things got a little rough, and the porta potties uh, they were rendered useless after a oh, while too, man. as you can imagine.
2: So, question Don: Do you think they would? Much rather ration their water or their weed? I mean, like, which <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, no porta potties or no um, cannabis? Which one is going to incite <laughs> the conversation? It's a tough a call to more? make.
1: <laughs> well, no, I definitely wasn't there camping. I, I would never go to something. I, I just couldn't. I may have done something silly like that when I was young or whatever, younger, but I, I can't even remotely fathom, even in perfect weather conditions, being a part of something like that. That just yep. is not my cup of tea. You nope. Know? I will say though, I I, I obviously it was all over the news, and I was watched a video on the organization of it. Now, actually, that was pretty impressive. Now they can't, you know, obviously you can't blame Mother Nature. I mean, that just is what it is. But any time that you have an outdoor festival, Mother Nature is always a play, and it's always something you have to worry about. However, I will say the way they organized that event, I was kind of impressed. The way they had their ticket sales, they laid out, they had the food taken care of. I mean, they had it ready to go. It's just that all of a sudden rain happened and they're in the middle of a. it's not even mud it's like a it's like a it's not even it's not even considered mud it's a different type of
2: material it's leftover fossils or something like that from that being a lake bed but yeah well when that has that rain there for i mean i mean you know i mean it's a flood, it's a desert yeah and then so you get some some um rain it doesn't seep down into the ground i mean it's just going to be on the top it's that yeah. top layer
1: nope i was camping out in the middle of the woods uh hardly anybody around and uh we had oh man i made a steak the other night dude on the grill and some grilled cheese uh garlic bread oh so good Some grilled asparagus do you cook out this weekend at all alex is that something you do
2: you don't cook out we we sometimes do my wife's birthday weekend was there and so oh yeah we had um birthday festivities one of her best friends came in town and hung out we had brunch we had a breakfast brunch on um saturday for her birthday and then Took her out a couple times. You got to spoil the, the wife, and you know, all the kids came <laughs> in town. whatever Ange wants to do on her birthday weekend is what we do. Sounds like a plan. But well, there was um, it was a
1: good
3: weekend though. Weather was fantastic, and Don was right. We got storms yesterday. They came in, didn't they, Don? Yes, they did. And uh, I was driving down James River Freeway, uh, driving home, and uh, all of a sudden it was like a dust bowl. You know, everything was like blowing around leaves. I saw a couple branches down. We never had a severe thunderstorm warning here, but we did have reports. Of some trees that were down in the Aurora area, some trees that were down on power lines. I think some Springfield City Utilities customers lost power yesterday. So uh, it was quite the intense storm to not be a severe storm.
1: Yeah, it's kind of what I
3: thought because when the wind picked up there, when I got
1: back into town around two o'clock or something, I think it's about the time they hit two or three, and I noticed that there were some additional leaves down in, in the Nixa area, but nothing, nothing big. But the crazy thing is, is that where where I do go camping at, we also is a place that. You know, I've been trying to grow some some food plots for upcoming deer season. And it's the weirdest thing, Don, is I can show you these clips of the radar and it happens all the time unless we get one of these crazy um events where it just rains all day. The storms will come to our but we're we're like one of the highest peaks in southern Christian County. The storms will come to us. It looks like it's going to nail us. And then all of a sudden it's like the parting of the red seas and the radar will split. It goes around us and yeah. forms on the other side. It, it is the weirdest thing. And I've got, and I'll have to show you some of the video of it later. I've got countless, uh, clips on my phone of watching the radar come, split and go around. It is like a phenomenal oh. weird thing. Uh. And I've talked to some other farmers down in the area and they say, yeah, it's been like this since they can ever remember yeah. well that's yeah. probably not good for their crops if no it it's that. not just me it's the other guys too i always think it's all it's about me i'm not getting the rain why, why how come it's not hitting me no it's everybody in the area wow. but, uh, anyway we got a great show lined up for today bob dixon's going to be here around 650 our green county commissioner he wants to explain a little bit more about this senate bill that uh green county did pass in order for the senior citizens to freeze their real estate taxes and i know that's something that's very important uh, to our senior citizens and and how that program's going to work. So he's going to dive into that a little bit. Uh, we have some other guests lined up today, too, don't we? Uh, Alex, you
2: said you're bringing somebody in to talk about Bidenomics? Yeah, we've got to keep talking about Bidenomics, man. He keeps touting how great his um, economy is, and so we're yeah. going to dive into it. Well, I saw
1: that uh, Missouri State University's tuition was up like a tremendous amount. I'm actually going to talk about that coming up a little bit later. I just wonder if that has to do with... Maybe a little bit of Bidenomics as well, where parents saying, "Hey, I can't really send you all the way across the country, but there's a great college right here in town." You know, when your
2: money's tight, you got to evaluate every decision, and that's something to think about from the little stuff to the big stuff. Alex, we went to a um, yeah. we went to
1: with some family in town over the weekend, and we did have a little cookout thing or a little lunch deal Saturday afternoon, and there was probably gosh twenty people in there. And the conversation over and over was, you know, I used to be able to go to the grocery store, walk out for a family, four kids, two adults, family six, $300 conservatively. Now they can't walk out of the store without spending four to $500.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's everything we, you know, when our kids come back and when the college boys come back, it's expensive, eating out's expensive, everything I saw, um, some restaurants are now starting to do, um, a little hidden fee, uh, in addition to tipping, they're doing a um a little maintenance fee back there so they're adding an extra five percent and trying to throw it on this is some of the seriously don't i don't blame
1: i don't blame them for trying to get away with something like that i mean (laughs) would you rather increase the cost on the menu item or hide it in the back end right
2: i'd rather have the the menu item because i want to know i want to know Mm -hmm. like tell me what it is you know because then i make my decision on what i want to get at the restaurant and stuff Hmm. so Uh, we do have some
1: other great topics to get to today. Lots going on. It's 2A Tuesday and there was a big, big win for our our hunting rights. We're going to talk about that coming up around 620 this morning. We also have uh, an update on, oh, you know, we're going to talk about this coming up after the national anthem. Poor Jill Biden's got COVID. She's got it.
4: Also, big 2A Tuesday um, feature, we have Mr. Sheriff Roy yes! Cole coming in to talk about the current um, yeah, recruiting crisis. That's in the right. Workforce. forgot
2: about that. You know what's was so cool? Yesterday we had on one of our um, top threes, we had a special guest that presented one of the top threes, and um, it was um, Lieutenant David Meyer. He um, um, retired from the Springfield Police Force or last year, and we had him read about six other officers that retired from the Springfield Police Force, total of a hundred and forty-nine years of um service, and so that was kind of cool, man. Springfield Police, and um, yeah, it was it was it's was kind of neat, it was a fun time.
1: Hmm. Well, it is Two A Tuesday, and we 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 talk about we call it Two A Tuesday. We don't focus every story on our Second Amendment rights, but we do want to you know bring it up occasionally, remind ourselves of it, remind the importance of it that we have the right to bear arms, and. So we do like to feature some stories like that. And we're always looking for great ideas. You can always email the show or reach out to us on our Facebook page. Uh, and check out our website as well, 933kwto.com. We also have a podcast page. Uh, obviously, we have our Wake Up Springfield Facebook page. So all kinds of ways to get a hold of us if you have ideas. And, of course, we always uh, like the occasional phone call as well, 417 866 33. You can always call in as well or reach out to us, and we'd love to hear from you and, and th- about your thoughts on Two Way Tuesday. So let's talk about that just for a second. Two Way Tuesday, it is our Second Amendment. In short, the Second Amendment states that as an American citizen, we or you have the individual right to arm yourself. The amendment also firmly establishes that the government cannot infringe on that right. Even though they want to try, even though they continue to try, we have great organizations, great groups, great Americans, great patriots who continue to fight and make sure to protect our rights. The Second Amendment was ratified on December the 15th, 1791 as one of the first 10 amendments to the Constitution, known as the original Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights expanded upon the Constitution by establishing clear individual rights, limiting the government's power, and further laying the foundation of American freedom. Today the Second Amendment remains fundamental to protecting the rights of law-abiding gun owners. So today we dedicate our national anthem to our Second Amendment rights.
5: I can see that it dawns What's so proud.
0: Five sixty, KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Luzader, and producer Cass Bowen Anderson on ninety three three and AM five sixty, KWTO.
6: Uh, They've made an announcement. On the new vaccine, Uh, so certainly uh, they said that they will have an. There will be an updated vaccine September, mid September, I believe. So uh, we know that, as you all know, vaccinations against COVID-19 remains the safest protection for avoiding hospitalization, long-term health outcomes, and death. Which is why we are we are going to be encouraging uh, Americans to stay up to date on their vaccines. I would refer you to DHS, as they have, as you I just mentioned, FDA and and CDC uh, mentioned that they'll have uh, the new vaccines by. uh, Uh, September mid-September.
1: What do you think about that Alex?
2: I cannot believe they I mean they're already it's all about money I mean it's all about money and we've known it we've seen it when they were um, making the deals with all the pharmaceutical companies that have made billions and they didn't sell what they thought they were going to last year and so um, now first sign of COVID coming back boom
1: and here it is: First Lady Jill Biden tests positive for COVID nineteen for the second time, and she's double vaccinated, twice boosted. That That's so, a- sounds like a song: double vaccinated, <laughs> twice boosted. That's good. Right? A little
2: That's jingle. That's good. <laughs> know, like some- once bitten, twice shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the reality is: is this does that make me want to get the vaccination, knowing that <laughs> no. you know, like, like I've never been vaccinated, me neither. and I had COVID once. You know, I've been taking vitamin D. Now, I am not a doctor, and this is not telling you as a result of spending the night in the Holiday and Express. But I went to my doctor three years ago and I was like, hey, I'm hearing that, you know, this is something that black and brown people are, are, you know, basically being affected by. What do I need to do? He said, start taking vitamin D. I've been taking five thousand units of vitamin D every day. And um man, I'm telling you what, I I, so why in the world are we not looking at other, you know, um, things that we can do to prevent or to to um fight off covid i don't
1: know i mean there's you know you hear about the home remedies and those kind of things on just a little bit about everything but i mean you know we still have the flu in America, that still exists. We still have the occasional people get pneumonia. That that still exists. Yeah. And we have deaths from some of those illnesses, but we never hear anything about well, my it.
2: Last year or the year after COVID, we didn't have any deaths from anything other yeah. than COVID,
1: other than right? COVID. I mean, 2020, man, everything was COVID. Everything. They just labeled everything. And then here here's the reason that I'm concerned about it is because we're starting to see, and I know you alluded to another story that you're working on that you may work on later this week that includes Black Lives Matters, protesting, stuff like that. We're already seeing the Democrat rhetoric rhetoric of what it takes to try and disturb or disrupt this country begin in 2023. We're talking about protests. We're talking about COVID. We're talking about fear. We're talking about all these different things leading into a presidential election. It's like they just went into their little playbook area, wherever they keep these binders up on the shelf and they go, okay, it's time to pull off the playlist of what we need to make sure to happen this year.
2: Yeah. There's nothing new. I mean, they try the same things because it's about control. When mm-hmm. you can control the the, the mass population, um, you can, you can determine the outcomes that you want and it's what they want. they they have an agenda, they have a direction they want to hurt us. And, they try to control us. And how, what's the best ways to do that? You use fear? Fear. You use pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, you use you, your you friends
1: at the media that you have, yeah. you're embedded with, whether it's CNN or MSNBC or any of those other news sources that just love to pass along any negative information that they can. Yeah. Especially when they're giving it to them, right? they or, or it's pretty much already written for them. They just take something from the White House or whoever, whoever's feeding them and then they run with it. Then they don't even always fact check.
2: And, and the thing is, that those are the same tactics. Um, I I, re- I was reading um, Vivek Ramaswamy's new book. He's got a um, another book out. I told you guys about Woke Inc. How did this cat
1: find time to write an- another new book? Or is well, this the same maybe one? Maybe this is old. No, no. It's, okay, it's
2: Capitalist Punishment, and it's good. It's deep. He dives into um, a lot of the the, um, the swab class swab and um, mm-hmm. you know all that's happening in Davos and how they want him to be a part of it and and the attack on capitalism and so on and so forth. But he had a quote in there that reminds me, he says, one way to steal from people is to distract them from what you're doing. The safer way is to bore them. Then they'll distract themselves. I mean, just stop and think about what's happening there. One way to steal from people is to distract them. Read that one more time. He he says, it again. He says, one way to steal from people is to distract them from what you're doing. So to try to sleight mm-hmm. of hands, distract mm-hmm. them. Hey,
1: look over here, mm-hmm. you
2: know, and don't pay attention. He says the safer way though is to bore them, make them bored. So we either because bore they them
1: with all the – keep keep up the story so it becomes something that you don't even want to listen to anymore or do something that distracts you from the real stories yeah. like Trump.
2: Well, like that's the thing. Bore them. Or, I'm tired of hearing about it. Yeah. We get fatigued. Um, I've said that to That's you exactly what happened. Multiple times. That's what they – to bore them because that's safer because when you get bored, you naturally switch – your attention is something else, you start to go to something else, and they're distracting us, they're trying to bore us, and all along they're stealing from us because this is all about money. Mm-hmm. All, make no bounds about it. It's, and power. Power is money. I mean, that's what they want. True. Because to them, they turn their power into money. That's why they want to stay in office for so long. That's why they want to, you know, these politicians, they're, they're doing all these back deal, you know, um legal it's, it's basically legal insider trading, what they're doing in Washington and Congress and so on and so forth. And they're stealing from us. They're getting rich. They're, you know, they're putting all these regulations on us and they're, and they're boring us because we're tired of hearing about it.
1: When we say they, we don't always mean left or right. Sometimes it can go either way.
2: I mean, I've been saying that forever. Yeah. I mean, both Republicans and Democrats, they've been doing it. That's why I'm all for, I say it all the time, term limits. You go in, you serve us and you get your butt out. You don't need to be there forever. And definitely maybe consider an age limit too. I think that is something to consider at least have a
1: conversation about you know i bet you the white house was so stinking excited to announce that jill biden has covid i was thinking that exactly they're like oh my gosh just make it up This, pretend that you i mean says she only has mild symptoms and i know covid's real or at least getting mm-hmm. sick is real we, we all know stories about that and i mean including me my grandfather passed from covid so i'm 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 also impacted by that however yep. i think they were just excited as all get out to be able to announce that because i'm thinking. Alex, if I came down with some sniffles and a, and a mild little cough or
2: whatever, I'm, dude, I'm not putting that swab up my nose to check it. I'm just yeah. going to get better over the next few days. I'm going to tell you what. You, I think you're right because it's like, well, they're like, yeah, she's got it. Oh, yeah, it's real. It's back. But, oh, but Joe Biden's safe. Yeah. Because we're all scared of Grandpa Joe getting COVID. Even you know though, what I mean? Think oh, about yeah. It. I mean, that could be, that'd be trouble for him. I mean, he's he's up there. He's in one of those you know, classes. But remember when COVID first, I can remember this, when it hit real to me is when – um. Um, Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita, got oh, it yeah, over in yeah, Australia. Yeah. And, and I was like, huh, are yeah. they going to die? I remember that, you know, we we watched. That's when it hit real, when somebody high-profile gets it. And so now this is about maybe the same thing. Because we really didn't know. And if there is a disease or some sort of illness out there, or flu-like
1: symptoms or whatever that is going to, you know, take us. I mean, it was scary. I can remember sitting in an airport Uh, We had just gotten off a cruise, like one of the very last cruises probably ever, like in 2020, and sitting at the International Airport there in Orlando, and reports that it was hitting Seattle were coming in, and I'm sitting there, and I can remember going, thinking of like the movie Contagion, I don't know if you ever saw that movie, you saw Contagion, and I'd seen that movie, of course, you know, years ago, and I'm sitting here going, okay, which one of these gates has people coming in from Seattle on it? Can you imagine? I mean, I I used to think like that, dude. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I can remember when I got it, finally. Um, it was like November, you know, mm-hmm. of 2020 and you just don't know. No. I mean, I, I quarantined. I had my father-in-law living with me. He was yeah. high risk. Lock in. And, and so I, I stayed in the bedroom for like 10 days and you just sit here going, okay, every, every snow, is this it? Am I going to, yeah. am I, is, am I going to, you know, and, and, and the fear. And that's what they yeah. do. But, but COVID, man, come on, man. They, they can't start this messing again. Well,
1: then they bring, if they bring back these masks again, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of research out there on how that doesn't work. So even Dr. Fauci over the weekend saying, I hope American actually. Wears the mask yeah.
2: if it's recommended
1: by <laughs> the CDC. We talked about that
2: yesterday. Nah, bro. Nah, not me. Not me.
1: All right, it's uh, coming up on 6 a.m. Good morning. Welcome to Wake Up Springfield. Lots to get into next hour. Stick
7: around. The Sound of Freedom. A place you can come to and let the staff discuss your needs and wants. They will take the time to walk you through the process of buying a gun. They will work to understand your needs, then suggest the exact right fit for you. You get what you need, not what they want to sell you. You can even try it out first on their indoor range, just to make sure you're completely happy. Take the CC exit off
0: Council. 93.3 and AM 560.
7: The biggest thing is an escalation of rhetoric.
0: JWTO.
7: It's time for today's Top 3! I hope KWTO away! One!
1: Alex, I got some travel news for you, or at least a travel tip. How's that? You like like travel tips? Yeah. I know you travel a lot with um, your Alex Bryant Ministries, so... Now on, if you ever need to go to Minneapolis or the St. Paul region, all you got to do is go down to Branson Airport. They're resuming airline uh, air travel to that airport. Uh, It is Sun Country Airlines. Now, my question is, is that who wants to go to Minneapolis-St. Paul in the middle of the winter?
2: I mean, you
1: know, know I've been there. I've done it before. That's also
4: the only non-private flight out of that airport right now. That's gonna yeah, be, like because right now it's just all private.
1: They've had Frontier, Southwest. I don't know, man, but there are a lot of private uh, flights coming in and out of the Branson area. They
2: just so. can't keep a can't keep a deal down there, then, huh? I well, don't can't figure it out.
4: Two. Well, we've been following the Louisiana wildfires, which are the worst wildfires um, on record for that state. This following the horrible tragedy that was in Hawaii. I mean, it, I didn't realize it was wildfire season, but maybe I'm not. You know, some weather savvy expert like Mr. Don Luzader. But what's interesting about this is, you know, the left likes to say all of this is due to climate change and everything. But turns out the Louisiana wildfires are caused by arson. Yeah, the sheriff of the county in which the wildfires are the heaviest, they are putting out a reward for any information leading to the capture of the individual or group that started this fire. And they said, yes, they are certain it is arson, which is just devastating because this fire has destroyed uh, more than 31,000 forested acres. I mean, oh, what a horrible tragedy.
2: Well, a few major changes are coming to Walmarts here in Missouri and Illinois. Um, These changes um, are to help save the planet and Really disincentivize theft. That's really what it boils down to. So there's four of them. Number one, no more reusable plastic bags. My wife said she noticed this a while ago. I don't shop. I'm going to tell you the way it is. I don't, I go and I purchase. I don't shop. But anyway, in a press release a few years ago, Walmart said they were going to reinvent the plastic bag. And basically what they've done is they've done away with it and said, bring in your own bags and we'll load them in your car and your truck there for you. Number two, um, most of the stores. Um, are um, having what they call future um, displays. Um, And so uh, displays of the future, stores of the future. They have digital displays. They have bedroom and bathroom displays. Can you imagine going into a Walmart and seeing it like with a big old bedroom display laying out there? I'm going to lay down on the bed. You know the homeless people are, but they're doing it. And then the third change is they're locking up items to prevent theft. Nah, bruh. If I go to my local Walmart and the items I need are locked up, nah, I'm going to Walgreens probably locked up there too. And then they're going to expand the beauty <laughs> eye, beauty department. I don't know much about the beauty department because when you're a big ball, beautiful brother man, you don't need any extra stuff. Whatever. Walmart's making some changes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't ever do that again. Alex, I don't blame them.
2: I don't blame them
1: for trying to figure this out when they're operating in environments where they don't crack down on crime.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you know, um, just, the reality is there's uh, you know, when you look at the situations like mm-hmm. that you see in other um, towns, other cities that are um, having these um, problems with theft, what their whole goal is to then just not have the not have the products or to do away with them, lock them up. It's a little bit ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it shows up on if if you watch some of the social media like TikToks and Reels. There's people all the time that are capturing these people walking out of the store with the carts and just walking right on past the checkout counter and. To the point where it's not only infa- impacting, obviously, Walmart. Walmart is just one of the major retailers that are dealing with this. But you look at the, the likes of Lowe's and Home Depot. Home Depot is working on a, uh, a piece of technology that their, their carts, you know, the, 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 the shopping baskets, they will lock up. The wheels will lock up if it doesn't go through the proper checkout procedures. And they're working on technology that if you purchase like a drill or you steal the drill, that is going to install some sort of device in there that makes it not work until it goes through the checkout. You know how sometimes when you buy clothes they have to take off those little oh, those yeah, little hooks, paint yeah. those little paint things same
2: concept yeah, it's crazy um you know I, I just hated to see companies that are changing the way they do business the way we do business but in 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 our town because of what's happening in these big cities right. that the policies are allowing to be as such because if you were a little bit more um tough on crime. You would have, you know, the continued stealing, the continued theft. I mean, you're always going to have a few knuckleheads do it. But what's to disincentivize people from stealing? And so now all of us are being affected because of that, you know. And um, and then you know, going away from you know, going with the green. I, I mean, I'm okay with, I guess, reusable bags, reduce, reuse, recycle. I think that that's absolutely, you know, um, fine. Um, I I was wondering this. My wife said that when she went and took, um, they when you order it because she orders online now you have your own bags in there and they take the time to put them into your own bags that just seems like that's going to take up more time than having it already packaged but um walmart's making some changes though man i mean it's it's a deal there i was wondering Cass, do you get your beauty products from walmart
4: um it's a mix i have an ulta credit card which is dangerous wait
2: ulta's the high-end stuff isn't
4: it no that's sephora ulta is middle ground
2: oh yeah, yeah. so you learn something new all the time so Beauty products and all that, they're expanding. I just wonder why Walmart is doing it. I mean, they're trying to stay ahead of the game, I guess. You know, they are looking at um, the things they need to do to continue to get um, the traffic in there. Walmart is still making money left and right. They are, like, manufacturing and printing the money. Um, And then you look at Walmart over Target. Okay, before the deal with Target, and Cass, I'm going to come to you because you're the resident. I, I would assume that you would probably shop more than the rest of us here. Maybe I'm, and I'm not saying it. just I'm boycotting
4: visually. Target still. Okay,
2: I was saying that before <laughs> the before this whole craziness with um Target with um the tuck-friendly junk. Where did you go to more Walmart or Target?
4: Walmart because I think Target just steals money from you.
2: I do, I do too. There's not much I like at Target. Like they mm-hmm. had this um they had this um, um trail mix that they put caramel in, and I love that stuff. But that's the only thing I ever liked from Target. But I've not been in a Target store for years.
1: Now. Well, if I live in I live in Nixa, obviously, and why? Do I need to drive all the way to Target to get something I can just pick up right here in my hometown? You know, whether that's a Walmart item or if it's a Walgreens or something. Try this one, America. Shop local, right? Think about what you can purchase from a local vendor in your town or your community. I think that's something that we need to continue to remember, too. And yeah... these states are defunding the police allowing these flash mobs it is starting to impact us right here in the Ozarks. so interesting good there story go. there alex um big win to our second amendment rights we're going to get into that next here on two a tuesday also at 6:50 a.m bob dixon our county commissioner is going to be here to talk about your new opportunities as a senior citizen to freeze your real estate your, your, your property taxes
3: your real estate property taxes that's coming up next after a weather update
0: traffic from the kwto traffic center
3: well we're already seeing more traffic and it's uh, just after six o'clock already see more traffic than we did yesterday during the peak of uh, rush hour on labor day looking at the traffic cameras at highway 65 and chestnut expressway and uh, lots of vehicles both north and southbound with those
0: 93 3 and am 560 it is
7: a total corruption
0: We need to report, report. kwto You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Nice throw! How's the weather? How's the weather?
4: the
3: weather today cha-cha-cha
4: is it sunny
3: Uh uh-huh is
4: it rainy it
3: could be is
4: it cloudy
3: he could be is
4: it snowy
5: none
3: of that how's the weather
5: today
3: (laughs) jeff from accuweather we're all back in the studio this morning and giddy as can be how are you sir
8: (laughs) i suppose i'm as giddy as you
3: guys (laughs) well good good we'll be we'll be getting together so uh we did actually have uh all of a sudden uh, it was warm and hot and sunny then all of a sudden it was cloudy and then all of a sudden we had the wind kick up and we had some thunderstorms yesterday although they weren't too bad we did have some issues with uh, some branches down and things like that a few power outages and i guess yep. uh we do have a chance uh, of seeing some of that maybe later today again
8: yeah, exactly. So we got uh early showers and storms right now, as a matter of fact, surrounding the uh, Springfield area. So right now these are just little pop-ups. They're not the main event because the main event is going to be later in the afternoon, close uh, more closer to the uh, evening. So what we're looking at is this main line that's already sitting back in uh, almost central uh, Kansas and uh, parts of northeast Oklahoma. That's going to push its way eastward with time, and it is moving, I would say pretty slow. Uh, so it's not a really fast moving front, but marginal risk once again, and that is a one out of five risk for severe weather. And uh, what we're calling for is more of a wind and hail threat. Uh, any tornadic activity is going to be more up into my home state of Minnesota, uh, into the uh, Great Lakes region as well. So I've let them know so that they are aware. But this
3: is certainly not going to keep it from getting hot today because it's coming late afternoon. So I'm assuming we'll, we'll heat up again
8: you'll heat up again indeed we got 94 for the high temperature today and uh, if we want to take into account the dew and the humidity it'll probably end up feeling close to if not into the triple digits so we're gonna uh, remind everybody during the day today before the storms start to arrive uh stay hydrated and stay cool but then the cooler weather is in store going forward so we're gonna see uh, once the storms taper off tonight it'll be a clear sky 66 degrees Tomorrow, partly sunny, 86, and then we stay in the 80s, upper 80s specifically, for Thursday and Friday, and uh, we're expecting sunny to partly sunny skies. The official highs we're calling for, 88.
3: All right, so no rain chances there. What about into the weekend?
8: Weekend looks dry. We're going to be expecting sunshine, pretty much blue skies, temperatures staying steady in that upper 80s range. And then on uh, Monday, looking ahead to the next work week, it'll be sunny, just a few patchy clouds, and then rain pushes through at night into Tuesday, the high on Monday, 83 degrees.
3: All right. Any uh, any 70s in sight, Jeff, as you look ahead?
8: Not yet. Um, but that being said, it will not surprise me when we start to talk about that. Um, I've seen it in some spots, and I'm like, yeah, stay up into the 80s. It's still summer. Right. Yeah, we, we, we,
3: we shift awfully quickly sometimes from summer to fall, it seems like. Or summer to winter. <laughs> You're even, you preaching
8: know. to a guy who lived in a state where you get winter in the same week that you get summer. Oh, yes, of course.
3: <laughs> well, if you don't like the weather, uh, stick around for a day and it'll be different. That's kind of our uh, theme here in the Ozarks as well. Exactly. Well, Jeff, have a wonderful day. We'll check in with you again tomorrow and uh, we'll see if there's anything to talk about from any of those storms. All right. Sounds good. Have a All good right. one. All right. Have a good one, Jeff. Take care.
7: Here's crooked Joe Biden has waged a radical left crusade against America's hunters, fishermen, and sportsmen. If you are a fisherman or a hunter or a sportsman, I can't even imagine you could vote for this group of maniacs. They want to take away everything. The far left environmental fascists running Joe Biden's Fish and Wildlife Service have needlessly restricted lead ammunition, fishing tackle, and large swaths of states you can't get tackle. You can't get bullets the way you want them, the old-fashioned way, the way that really is effective and works. It's a backdoor effort to end hunting forever and to take away your guns. They want to take away your guns, and so this is the way they're doing it.
1: Yeah, it is. And welcome to Two A Tuesday segment where we celebrate our Second Amendment rights. And we talked about this last week on Thursday morning about the Biden administration doing a couple of different things and. Honestly, it, it's scary to think about how far they're trying to stretch uh, the rules and regulations to try to come after our Second Amendment rights. The, the, they talked about a ban on this ammo. Well, luckily, a federal court on Friday rejected a long-fought effort by the environmental groups to force a ban on lead ammo or ammo in our national forests and it's a big win for hunters in america alex this is kind of a big deal and you know that it is whenever donald trump's going to take some of his airtime and and talk about it you know yeah he
2: dropped video on truth social um you know i want to say this i used to be i don't know five or you know six ten years ago i used to be one of those people who when when people would say oh they're coming for you they're coming for your guns they're coming to take i used to think that they're just trying to you know, be rabble rousers like just like, you know, incite things, you know, because it just seemed like, come on, man, you're just trying to stir things up. Yeah. However, I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. When you look at the plan Mm -hmm. that they are now trying to cut it off at the, at the ammunition, they really do truly have a plan. They're regulating out things. They're, they're changing laws. Um, and we see it in their tactics. And so, this isn't inciting things when you say, "Oh, they're coming for your guns," because they have a plan. Let me let
1: me throw another one at you too that they're coming after us with, and this just recently came down. They're trying the the Biden administration has is working on new regulations that they want anybody who sells a gun in order to have the ability to be federally licensed and run background checks. So here, I want you to think like think of it like this. So, you know, down over there at the Ozark Empire Fairgrounds, right? They got that big in- indoor convention areas, right? And every year they have indoor garage sales, swap meets, all kinds of stuff. So if people want to make extra money, they load up their stuff, they take it up there, and they try to sell it. Uh, just recently, this last weekend, there was a big uh, sports card show in town. You know, collectors trying to make a little side hustle, make some extra money. Well, that's exactly what law-abiding gun owners do. They go to gun shows, and they set up, and they sell anything from guns. They buy, swap, trade. Uh, this is how they make extra money, and this is something that they are also regulating and trying to come down on. The National Rifle Association is fighting for it, and they said that the proposed rule requiring more background checks to combat rising gun violence, saying it's just another attack on law-abiding gun owners. They're coming after us in any possible way that we can. And when I say us, us means all facets of our lives, not just gun rights, not just, it's everything. Poor guys are, I mean, guys are out there trying to make a little side hustle and maybe sell a few extra guns and ammo and supplies, and they're coming after them, Alex.
2: It's a law-abiding, was the word you said, because there are people that want to abide by the laws. We mm-hmm. want to do things the right way. But they're making more and more regulation, making it more harder and harder for people who want to abide by the rules to do the things that we want to do. To, and, it's, and it's really, they're slowly taking away our freedoms, because the criminals, the people who... Don't want to abide by the rules. And, you know, I want to just point this out that criminals know no No, colors. It's, It's not a color. It's not black people. It's not white. It is. I mean, you know, criminals can be black, white, brown, whatever. And they try to divide us on race on these issues. Um, they try to scare black and brown people, um, that live in maybe certain, um, urban settings. But, you know, because they see, oh, well, there's too many guns on the streets. Well, those are criminals. It doesn't matter if they're black, white, or brown. And so, Law abiding is the key right here. People that are, uh, that are willing to abide by the laws. We don't need more laws. We're, we're following the rules. We're playing by the games. You know, stop making more regulations and rules. And, and here's the thing, Alex.
1: You can take away our guns today. And guess what? With the current border control situation, guess where the bad guys are going to still get their, their guns from and their ammo? They're going to come right. We've seen pictures of it. The cartel were dragging guns across the border here a while back. And so, no, America, listen, it started, we, 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 we basically, this all started in 1812 when we, or I think it was, I think I talked about it earlier, 1791 here. Yeah, 1791 when the Second Amendment was ratified. That started with our Bill of Rights. And in 1812, we had to have another big battle against the British where they came after us again. And because we had the Second Amendment rights in place then, America was able to defend themselves from being taken over. Well, let's, guess what? If we're not careful... That's what's going to happen now. These cartels, these bad guys are to come across the border because our current administration wants to do nothing to stop it or slow it down in hopes of gaining a few more votes.
2: Yeah, and I mean, Trump is, he's got his finger on the pulse of the people because he realizes and recognizes. and, And, you know, love him or hate him. I mean, you know, we talk about the Trumpster all the time. Love him or hate him. The man was right on the issues the issues if you take away any name like you don't like his mean tweets you don't like the man was right on the issues because and you said it chris the border you mm-hmm. know our rights our freedoms um the lockdowns of covid i mean trump is right on the issues yeah
1: luckily they uh they got this one stopped so therefore guys i'm telling you it's kind of a big deal because if you start limiting the type of of ammo that we can use on on 1.6 million acres of land that we have the right to hunt on it's going to change the waves it's just the beginning it's like the domino effect yeah. they have this domino effect yeah
2: well that that reminds me of too like when they if you ask any builder like they're regulating what kind of dishwashers you can put in your uh, house what kind of stoves and everything they cut us off at the at the, uh-huh. at the um the manufacturer and that's what they do that's how they control us well
1: and you've got a story coming up after our news update here they're they're trying to block um trump from being even on the ballot
2: dude him, can't, if you don't put him on the ballot can't vote for him
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the deal. plus uh green county commissioner bob dixon coming up at 650 to talk about real estate property taxes how that may be seized or frozen for senior citizens 93.3 and am 560 kwto news
3: kwto news time is 6 30 in springfield this morning we do have cloudy uh partly cloudy skies we have some rain that's moving in from the west we've had a little bit of thunder and lightning out there this morning off to the west of Springfield. Another cell that's developed east of Springfield, uh, just to the south of I-44. But so far, nothing severe. Now, the National Weather Service says we could have some strong to severe storms later this afternoon into early this evening. It's still going to be hot out there today, though, with a high up near 94 heat index as high as 101 degrees. Well, road work is going to be ramping up on James River Freeway this week. Look for reduced lanes and a traffic shift on the freeway near Campbell as construction work resumes. MoDOT says work will begin Wednesday night with a lane shift in place by Thursday morning. You're urged to be extra careful as both west and eastbound traffic will be reduced to two 10-foot lanes. And you'll also notice Springfield Police helping with traffic enforcement in the work zone. MoDOT expects the entire James River Freeway project to be finished by November of next year. Police identifying a man who was killed in a crash on Labor Day at Sunshine and James River Freeway in Springfield. Authorities say Sterling Garden from Republic ran a red light and hit an SUV. His truck crossed over. Saying
8: ...that I'm winning by a lot.
3: 93.3 and AM
0: 560. That's why I listen. GWTO. Listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, news director Don Luzader, and producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 933 and AM five sixty
2: KWTO. Well, I've heard it said, Chris, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an old saying there. You played a lot of sports back in the day, you know it. Like yeah. it, I mean, let he who has never tried to cheat their kid at a game when they played with them cast the first stone, you know. Didn't you ever cheat your daughters when you played Monopoly? Do what? Game? Cheat? You didn't ever cheat your kids to beat them? Did, did I ever cheat, treat, cheat to cheat, beat them? Yeah.
4: And he calls himself a pastor.
2: Hey, man, don't, don't, <sighs> don't judge me, Cass. Don't Zero judge me. integrity. <laughs> well, I'm obviously not the only one because the Democrats, they just keep trying to cheat my yeah. man, President mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So the latest attempt is they're trying to take him off the ballot altogether. And so, um, man, it's starting to gain some some steam, but they're getting a lot of legal issues. We we first heard about this in California. Gavin Newsom is like, "Hey, I don't think he's qualified. I don't think he. I, I think that he has disqualified himself from being on the ballot." And so, um, that's the plan, man. They're trying to stop him based off. They're trying to stop President Donald Trump. Trying to stop you from having the opportunity to vote for him based on legal technicalities. And they know they can't beat him at the ballot box. No, they, and it's true. And let me ask you this,
1: Alex, and I, I know that California is one of them, and I, I think Georgia is trying as well. Yeah. I have to go back and look at that. Are these states that, that Trump would win anyway? No, I mean,
2: well... Could he Trump, win? Trump's never going to win California. Right. I mean, no Republican. Did, did Ronald Reagan win California? Because he's from there, but I don't know Maybe. if he did or not. That's, but, well, that's, yeah, I think that's he did in 1988 a, in his re-election. Yeah, that
1: was a different era, though. That, that was, was a different yeah, era. Yeah, that was a different. Yeah. yeah.
2: But, I mean, you when you look at um the a lot of these swing states, I mean, when you think about, about those those key states, you know, Georgia's going to be one to watch. Wisconsin's going to be one to watch. Um, Ohio always is. I think Florida is pretty much turning you know, you know, red over there. So, but you know, there's some of these Arizona, these are places where they are going to try to look at um, taking Trump's name off the balance ballot. And I think that they're watched watching what's happening out there in California, because if you can get one state, try to do it, then you have the legal precedence. And so um Jonathan Turley is talking about this in this article that I read and how, if you, if the danger that you go around, this is, you know, let's say they're doing it to Trump right now. Well, what happens if Republicans try to do that based on, well, we've impeached, you know, um, Joe mm-hmm. Biden in some mm-hmm. areas, so we don't want him on our ballot. I don't think he's going to be on the ballot anyway, but go ahead. Well, yeah, that's yeah. a different story. I mean, you're probably right over there. But, you know, it's a technicality. And, um, you know, they, they, they tried to bring all these lawsuits against him, these indictments, 91 charges in four different cases. You know, uh, you know, now they're trying to take him off the ballot. and um, And the goal is basically to wound him with independent and undecided voters. Um, But it's not working. Think about this. Like, you and Chris, you and I were talking about this before, you know, at the water cooler, how people are talking about, well, would you want, you know, your daughter dating a man who Mm -hmm. has been indicted four times? Mm -hmm. And I think Chris Christie even brought it up, like, um, on, you know, one of the, after the debate, he's like, hey, we know he's going to be in court. Um, Nikki Haley talked about he's going to be in court forever. We can't let him just be our nominee because he's going to be stuck in court the whole time. And what they're trying to do is wound him. And it's not working. It's definitely not working because there was a new poll that came out from the Wall Street Journal over the weekend that had Trump and Biden at basically a dead heat, 46% each. And the crazy thing about it is this. We know that polls tend to lean left. And so if the Wall Street Journal is saying that it's a dead heat, 46%, 46%, that means Trump's winning and they know it. They know that Trump is going to beat joe biden head to head alex
1: this is the time that i I, if if joe biden i want you to put this is for all americans this is the way people think because i'm having conversations with them just like you are right now if you if you listen to people if you listen to america either in in your own social or social circles or at church or even if you're watching stuff that's online there is absolutely a clear definitive choice that people are making right now in the past it would come down. You would have those swing voters, those purple states, right? You would have those voters who are saying, well, I could go Biden or I could go Democrat or I could go X, Y, Z candidate or I can go ABC candidate. I'm still on the fence. You hear that a lot. You're not going to hear that this election campaign unless they do something with Joe Biden as the candidate. So that's, yep. that's why I'm saying they can take him off of there if they want. But, I mean, it, it doesn't matter because it's not going to be against Biden. They're going to have to get somebody else in there.
2: Yeah, I mean Especially for the
1: purple states. Well
2: let's talk about that. Because you, you've you dropped that hand a couple of times. Right now, mm-hmm. gun to your head, you gotta choose. Is Biden going to be the nominee? What are you going with? I go absolutely not. So you don't think he's going to... I
1: have no proof of that. This is just uh, what we call fake news. Purely irresponsible speculation. (laughs) Because, I mean, okay, so honestly, in the last couple of days, he's actually had a few better speeches, but he still has his normal gaffes. He's still not in control of the the country. I don't believe that he's making the decisions. I don't believe that... Um, I mean, we're just one moment. I mean, he he wasn't supposed to take questions the other day after an interview, and he ended up dropping a couple of bombs out there. I mean, the guy is just not ready to handle a debate. He's not ready to handle a speech. Can you imagine if we really, truly needed something inspirational in this country? He cannot do it. He cannot. When we play three-minute clips of Donald Trump as our inspiration, and he's not even currently in office, what's that tell you about America? And we're, we have a few inspirational quotes coming from DeSantis over uh, Hurricane Idalia. I thought he did an outstanding job um, with that hurricane. However, the one
2: mistake he made is he should not have blown off meeting with the president. That is true. I forgot about that. That is true. Okay, But you're all
1: right. So 9 out of 10 ain't bad, right? I mean, I'll
2: bet 90%.
1: So no, I don't think Biden's going to be the candidate. And we know that Kamala Harris cannot be the candidate. So I don't know how they're going to spend this next year or how they're going to get whoever they want in there. But if that's the election, then the media has something even to take him off the ballot in a few states. It doesn't matter. He's going to overhandedly win unless they get somebody in there that can compete toe-to-toe with Donald Trump.
2: Very compelling, Chris. I mean, you, I'm not arguing with anything you just said. Very compelling argument. Um, their best case scenario, because I, I too do not think that um President Biden's going to make it out of his term. I, I, I just don't see how he's going to go another what is almost two years. I just don't see it happening. I, I mean, his he just seems more weak and frail every single day. And you know, um, I remember this, and and my wife brought this up to me. We talked about this. I think it was last Friday we talked about a little, and we, cause we have talked about his, his stale, his state of mind is, is weak and his frailty. You know, he, he's starting to now tell a lot of what they, they're calling lies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're like calling it what it is. Mm-hmm. And, and I can remember when my father-in-law back in 2020, um, in September of 2020, he had a, um, got out of the house, you know, he was, you know, 91 years old. He got out of the house. They live in Illinois and he, in the middle of the night, he thought he was going to the bank. And the, and the bank, you know, because he's 91, he's starting to read signs of dementia. Mm-hmm. And it's in the morning. My my mother-in-law was living with him. They're only the, those two in the house. And so he gets out of the house in the winter in Illinois, falls into a ditch. Some students that were out partying, they drive by at like 3 in the morning and see him, and see him in the road, mm-hmm. and call 911. Well, it just so happens that my brother-in-law's wife was on duty there, and she, she recognized that it was close to, her father in law's house and so she knew it was Everett and so they life flight him to the next town over. We think that he's gonna pass. And so um and he survived that, but he they wouldn't let him go back to live with himself, to live with the house because my mother in law just couldn't take care of him. Ninety one years old, she's in her eighties. So they came to live with us the last three months of his life and I can remember he would say things that he thought was true. Um mm-hmm. I can remember having those conversations mm-hmm. with him. And, mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful moment for me because you know, we knew that my father-in-law wasn't going to last very long and he would say things and like, he was just recounting old memories, like whether it was from the Korean war, whether it was from, you know, 20 years before or his feed business. And, you know, for our family, it was a special moment because we all knew that this was the last days of him. And it was, it was beautiful. And I say, but, but, that's what i and my wife said that's kind of what's happening with president biden now he's believing things and it's not beautiful it's scary because he should be taken out of that public like and his family should be caring for him and um because it is scary because he's making these decisions that can affect us and it's, yeah the, the
1: thought that you know having a small kitchen fire and possibly losing your prized corvette and a cat compares to what happened in maui i just that, feel bad because that tells you about his level of confidence
2: he, he's telling lies but they're not really lies. i just think that he's just not cognitively there and so but he's not fit for office and so yeah but they're going to try to take trump off the, the poll off the ballot by doing this crazy happen. stuff and we'll see what happens man
1: all right we are lucky and fortunate to have our green county commissioner bob dixon in the studio with us when we come back
3: from a quick traffic update with don luzader
0: traffic from the kwto traffic center
3: well we're looking pretty good on the streets of springfield as we uh, are trying to get to work this morning after having labor day off for many folks Uh, definitely a lot more vehicles on the roads than we had this time yesterday morning but so far when we very
0: clearly do not 93.3 and am 560 kwto good time you're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Lusader, and Producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO.
1: Well, it's Tuesday after a major holiday, so everybody's on their way back to work wishing that the holiday was still going. Alex, I know people love Labor Day weekend, kind of the last official holiday of the year. So if you're on your way back to work, well, so are we, and we are lucky to have Bob Dixon with us in the studio And here at Wake Up Springfield, and something that recently passed was the Senate Bill 190. And the goal of this, which it passed 187 to 3 in 2023 legislation, was to provide relief for Missouri seniors, basically freezing property taxes for seniors' primary residents once a senior reaches the age of eligibility for Social Security, which is 62 years at this time. The property tax will freeze It'll apply to all seniors, whether they participate in social security or not. And as they meet the age requirement, now here's the thing about this. It, it It is passed by the state, but it has to be also passed by our local county commissions. And so Bob green County has passed this and it is something that uh green county citizens can take advantage of. Is that correct?
9: It is. Um, however, we, we, um, <laughs> No, nah, there we, we go have some technical difficulties <laughs> that problems. We i messed the mic. with the equipment so it's <laughs> my fault uh yes august the 28th was the day that uh that that particular law took effect uh which so that was the first day that we could act and the commission in green county did um adopt by court order which is the way we adopt things at the county level we okay. don't have ordinances we adopted right, a correct. court order which um made the Law effective in Greene County. There's two options. You can either do that, or it can be done by initiative petition. However, and I want to I want to kind of go back to some of the things that you mentioned as we went in. There's a lot of confusion about what's in the bill, what it means, and we have been really trying to striving actually to explain to interested taxpayers who qualifies and who doesn't because of the way the law was written and it actually is not for all seniors and we want green county citizens to understand we have to follow the law the way it was written we don't get to change it we don't get to kind of put our interpretation on it it's very plain and simple and so the 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 senior actually has to be eligible for social security there's nothing in the in the law that was passed that was um age based so some people are not going to qualify for this. We don't get to change that. I think someone called in last week and and wanted the commission to kind of change what we did. There's not anything that we can do. We just either adopt it or we don't. Hmm. So that's a that's a, that's a good point. So I, I remember it was Dennis
1: Gennall and they were one of the champions of the bill. I think they worked with a different a couple of different. um packs to, to try to get it passed in the house to get it even uh, eligible. So I think he did say something about that. So if if people want to take advantage of this, what are the steps and
9: processes that they have to go through in order to get their property tax frozen? So that's actually one of the questions that we have because it's not spelled out in the law. Okay. Um, so the, the counties are kind of working together to interpret what the intent of the legislature was. What we have are the guidelines. I laugh. This is the exact thing that happened whenever you got ARPA funds. Here, here, oh, yeah. here, you can use these ARPA funds, but
1: you better not do it in certain ways. But we're not sure yet. We don't know how we're going to check it. But here you go. And then they change it. <clears throat> no,
9: it's, 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 it's actually changing this year. There's <laughs> laws working their way through Congress right now about flexibility. Yeah, you know, so they, we know that they have to own real property, okay. real estate in the county in their name. We know that they have to be eligible for social security retirement. It is clear that it's retirement, not just disability. but beyond that, there's nothing okay there's so nothing the, I got a question iterated in the in the language of the bill.
2: Okay, so just I'm gonna break this down. I'm a simple man, Bob and you're like as smart as they come you know all yeah, I don't know about <laughs> that I just try to read. <laughs> so to be, to be eligible for social security, you have to have worked 10 years or whatever you have to be over the age. But so let's say you have to have paid in, paid in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. you've worked and for 10 years. I mean, mm-hmm. correct. That's the number. And so, right. so let's just say there's this, you know, a, a wife who she'd been a stay at home mom. She didn't pay into social security. Her husband did. He worked. She qualifies or, you know, she gets his social security benefits. Mm-hmm. Would she now qualify? Yes. For this? Yeah.
9: Yes. But what we're talking about are ministers, teachers, railroad retirement, civil service, these people that are not required to pay in. out if they opt out yeah. they don't pay in they will never be eligible for social security retirement so under the okay. way the law is written they will never qualify for this tax um okay. r- credit is what it is
2: but don't you think they, they expect that because as a minister i know when i first became i could either opt in or opt out i chose to stay in because mm-hmm. i was in the business world before i kind of knew because once you opt out you never get back in and so um those people kind of already know this. You don't get these benefits, don't they? I mean, there's that they
9: don't know that because the way some people are presenting the bill and the way the 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 folks who um kind of championed this, they're referring to it as property tax cut for seniors. So in everybody, in fact, you get a car, we get a car, you get the for, tax cut. <laughs> for example, in the actual language of the bill, and folks can look this up. It's easy to find. You just go to senate.mo.gov. You plug in the bill finder, SB190, and you go to the version that says bill text, truly agreed and finally passed. This is the language that the governor signed. In the bill, the language that goes on the ballot if the county commission fails to adopt it says verbatim, shall a property tax credit for seniors be adopted in the county? So the language refers to seniors. The bill that it's tied to has that Social Security retirement eligibility as one of the three or four uh, requirements for it. They have to have paid the tax. They have to own yeah. real estate in the county, and they have to be um, el- Social Security eligible. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's one more thing. Good. I don't recall what it is, so, but that's the main one.
1: So let's just say I, 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 I qualify. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a uh, Green County resident. I mm-hmm. qualify. I've been already. I'm already on Social Security, right? I own my house outright. Okay, they qualify. That's on real their, their primary. What about if they have additional properties? Do they get to do freeze the taxes on those too? Like so,
9: re- like you know, rental properties? The no. The it's the property that you own. the so reside only, in. Primary right? primary yeah, residence that, That's fairly clear. Um, that's very clear. There are other questions. Um, some of the procedural things, but for example, what are we freezing the property tax on, the bill on? What are we, what are we, what are we actually freezing? So you have multiple legal opinions out there because the bill is silent to this. Is it the entire tax bill? Crazy. Or is it the portion that goes to the county?
1: Well, that was my question because how does this impact your ambulance districts, your fire districts, your school districts who also generate revenue from real estate property taxes are they impacted by this
9: yes in green county there are 42 taxing jurisdictions that we disperse those funds to um 200 some odd million dollars that's collected about four million goes to the county county general revenue okay school districts the cities fire districts libraries parks um community colleges, mm-hmm. community improvement districts. There are mm-hmm. 42 in the county. Okay. So one legal opinion that's out there, and it's very well respected, the authors of that legal opinion say, because they represent some of the taxing entities, they say that the bill uh, freezes the county property tax. Therefore, it's only the portion that goes to the county. Now, makes sense. other legal opinions that are more favorable to the What's been spoken about the bill, I should say, because it's not in the bill, would be the entirety prop the entire property tax bill that this that the citizen would pay. That's the tack that we took in the county until we get further clarification either from the legislature or heaven forbid, I don't like laws being made by the courts, but this is the position that the legislature with the with the vague language has has kind of opened up the door to because they're going to be lawsuits between mm-hmm. those two legal opinions mm-hmm. somebody's going to sue if we issue a credit on all of that those impacted taxing jurisdictions most likely will sue i can see and that the courts will speak
2: so bob it sounds like this bill i hate to say it was a poorly drafted bill i mean it seems very ambiguous to hear you
9: speak there there's just not enough substance in it and I do not fault the legislature. Let me say that very clearly because first of all, the folks that I've talked to in our legislative area here are very attuned to details and they're they're great folks who have already been in touch with us who have said how can we fix this? We we this was not the intent. The so what
2: in- happened then? Who who messed who dropped the ball on this one?
9: I I don't know that I could say this is the person that did it. I think in the heat of the moment trying to get something done this happens every year in the okay. legislature it happens Let's all do, the time you've got
1: to come back in here
9: and give us an update as soon as you learn a little bit more the, yeah, yeah, the devil's happy to um what i will tell you this
1: we're gonna have to close in about 10 seconds
9: we're we're our county collector is the chair of a task force and we're trying to figure this out on the county level okay well uh, it's our commissioner
1: bob dixon getting to give us an update when he gets more information you're listening to wake up springfield we've got a great hour coming up in the seven o'clock hour lots more guests to get to right now it's time for traffic or excuse me a news and weather update with our kwto news center what happens next
7: this may be the most important criminal trial ever brought by the federal government in the history of the country.
0: Happens right here. The <laughs> gravest political crime since secession. Political speech now has been criminalized. Will Trump serve his next term in the White House or in the Big House? News, analysis, and opinion.
4: This case can be
0: tried before the election.
4: That's exactly what Jack Smith did. He knows
0: what he's doing. Ni- no. 93.3 and AM 560.
5: It is a total corruption. We need to report. report,
7: report.
0: KWTO.
7: Time for today's top three. I hope KWTO away. One.
1: Now, if you like most Southwest Missourians, Burning Man probably wasn't your type of festival, but this one will be. The 51st Annual Seymour Apple Festival, located in Seymour, Missouri, is happening this coming weekend. 51 years of that festival admission is totally free the festival is an outside event and dawn's guaranteeing great weather for it with family entertainment absolutely (laughs) daily uh, 30,000 plus people come to this thing each and every year it's fun they've got lots of activities including craft vendors uh, free live entertainment 5k run parades Johnny Appleseed Contest and so much more. Just uh, bra- grab some lawn chairs, blankets, the family, and uh, head on out to see more this weekend. They have a Facebook page where they'll have all the information just for
4: you. Tom. Top Democrats pushing for using the 14th. Oh, I'm about to choke on my water. Top Democrats are pushing for using the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution to disqualify former President Donald Trump from the 2024 presidential race. Uh, Representative Adam Schiff, who we all love, <laughs> we just love uh, Adam Schiff.
3: He just stays around, doesn't <laughs> <Yeah>. he?
4: <laughs> Calling on the U.S. Supreme Court to take to make the ultimate decision. Section three of the Fourteenth Amendment, uh, it, that was enacted in the wake of the Civil War, bars a citizen from holding office if they have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. So, we shall see. Three.
2: Well, other countries are way more serious about protecting their borders than the United States is. The Algerian Coast Guard shot two tourists dead. Shot them dead and arrested a third one after the group accidentally entered their waters from Morocco on jet skis during the holiday weekend. Mm -mm -mm. So four tourists, um, French-Morocco, dual nationality. They set off from a Moroccan resort in the town of um, Sadaya and got lost on the open waters until they found themselves in Algerian water. They said they knew they were in Algerian water because they saw the colors of some of the um, flaggings there. One of the surviving members reported, I'm not suggesting that we open up the firing squad when people, are." one of their um, people suggested um, that they knew that th- they were lost there. So listen, I'm not suggesting that we um, do what the Moroccans did and open up the firing squad when people set foot on our soil, but I am suggesting that we do a lot more to close our southern border. What say ye, friends, here in studio? I O silver! Away! Don't ever do that again. I'm Sorry. pretty
4: okay with opening up the fire s- firing squad if somebody's carrying bricks of fentanyl, which are going to kill our u.s citizens and you know trafficking children across the border and they're, they're on the terror watch list yeah i'm totally okay with that alex
2: wow cass that is i mean i mean Just, she said no, it there beautiful. you know I, I mean the thing is is this and the reality is this is crazy i mean when i was reading this story here i'm like sitting here going these are dudes that came over in a jet ski they haven't even talked to them and they they shoot them and they
4: I yeah, mean, that's a little extreme
2: it is but but the reality is and, and yeah we shouldn't go there but why in the world are we not serious about protecting our sort of our, our southern world what a difference in the policy of this country to ours
1: yeah it's interesting i mean uh, they were they were probably on a vacation of a lifetime to be in morocco in the first yep. place right and then they decide to run a couple of jet skis and they get lost and I wonder, was there any warning, or was there a? Co- I mean, I I'd, I'd like to know more how this went down, but still, that's pretty abrupt. Do we need to be doing more
2: abrupt things? Absolutely. I mean, think about that, Chris. I mean, because I don't love, know about shooting people, but I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, other than Cass, yeah. she says shoot, but you know, I mean, I'm I'm with you though, Cass. And I mean, the heart behind that is, I am all for prosecuting to the full ex- extent of the law people that are trafficking kids. People that That's are involved in these Mitch. rape trees, people that are bringing fitting all over here. I agree with you. Let's what Cass prosecute said that. them to the full extent of the law. I mean, with no with no hesitation. Yeah. Um, or anything like that. Because we, we play around with that stuff too much. We catch and release people, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just ridiculous. And they do the same thing.
4: Well, think about it this way. I mean, we are authorized as United States citizens to use deadly force if somebody is breaking into your home and threatening mm-hmm. the lives of your family, right? Yeah you can use deadly force. So the, the, the United States of America is our home and, and the borders are the walls of our home. So why are we not authorized? Why are our law enforcement agencies not authorized to use deadly force where necessary to defend the homeland?
2: Well, but I mean, when you go back into international law, you know, people, you don't know if they're seeking asylum, if they don't have any, you know, threat to you. I don't, I don't think that's, well, that's the reason that's Well, are they that.
4: seeking asylum? If they, you know, there are people crossing the border Two football field lengths away from a port of entry. Yeah. Y- if you want to come and seek asylum, it is actually so easy to walk into a port True. of entry and claim asylum. And then you go through, they, they literally walk you through the process yeah. right there.
2: Well, international law will not allow, and I mean, countries to shoot people. I mean, that they're, they're going to be investigated. I saw in this story, um, they're, they're going to try to take this to international law because I don't think you're supposed to be just opening up and, and shooting when people, are coming into your water because you don't know what's happening there. You know, but I, I want to say this. I want to steer this in this direction. How different? Like, if you know that a country could very well throw you in jail, like you, if you, if you and I, any of us, were trying to sneak into Mexico, we're going to be thrown in jail if we get caught. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Countries do that, and and so, but in America, we open up the gates. Did you guys know this? Um, um, I, I remember seeing this story last last week, and I thought, no, it's just not true that they were welding over open, um. The, the border wall in some places in Arizona, like literally welding it open. I thought, no, that's just, that's not true.
1: I saw that, and I also saw something where they're adding, in some cases, some additional fortitude to the walls in certain areas with chain link fence, which makes it very easy for them to climb over.
2: Oh, yeah. So they're well, they're
1: sort of showing that they're doing I I literally I saw the video I saw the chain link fence it was right next to Donald Trump's wall they were showing the Trump wall how you couldn't climb over it but now you can climb over it very easily if you need to
2: well just stop and think about that if you're welding open gates in the sections of the wall that Trump built and this is happening um, near um, Lukeville Arizona and so they have admitted federal officials have admitted they've done this Um, it's known as the busiest sector you know there the open gates have allowed thousands of migrants to freely enter. Here Here's some of the numbers. In this sector alone, in the Tucson sector, um, in July alone, 40,000 um, arrests were made, people that came across there. That's up 136% over July 2020. But um, if you look, look at this thing year to date, 274,000 migrants have come in this sector alone that they are opening up the walls. They're opening up the gates, welding them open so that Border Patrol can't come and closing them. They're welded open. Why? Like, why is that happening? There, there's no, there's no other reason other than the fact that um, President Biden and the White House they want people to come here, and they're doing these things in a sneaky way. They go into a little sector in Arizona where they know they have a Democrat governor. They're probably not going to want to report it. You know, there's not going to be you know any news. It's not, it's not in the areas where the, the news cameras are going, Fox News cameras are going, and they're welding open the gates. It's because that governor's also not loading them up on a bus and shipping them to
1: L.A. Yep. or shipping them to New York, which another forty-three arrived yesterday in L.A. Even after the L.A. City Council voted to basically file a lawsuit against the state of Texas, Governor Abbott's like, I don't care. I, I don't cannot care. take them all, and,
2: and you're a sanctuary city, so either put up or shut up, right? Yeah. Well, again, I'm not saying that we should be <sighs> no shooting them down dead, you know, and taking those drastic measures, but we need to protect our border. Um, Let's go back to Trump's plan. You know, remain mm-hmm. build a wall, remain in Mexico, mm-hmm. no more chain migration, and then even go back to then Obama. He was the deporter-in-chief. He, he deported three and a half million people, but these guys want to now um, abolish ICE. We can't have that.
1: No. Speaking of Trump's plans and details, well, here's the deal. We talk about Trump trying to get taken off of a ballot. We talk about them coming after him with the indictments, all these different things. Well, even even the Sentences handed down to guys like Joe Biggs and the Proud Boys or whatever is not even remotely comparable to what should have been done uh, for even some of the other Black Lives Matter protests. We're going to talk about that coming up after our traffic update with Don Lusader.
0: Traffic from the KWTO Traffic Center.
3: Looking pretty good so far in the Springfield metro area on your way into work on this Tuesday. That feels like a Monday for many of us. We do have some road work that's going to be affecting James River Freeway this week. You look for reduced lanes and a traffic shift this week as construction work resumes on James River Freeway near Campbell. MoDOT says that work will begin Wednesday night with a lane shift in place by Thursday morning. Uh, be extra careful as both west and eastbound traffic will be reduced to two 10-foot... When we
5: very clearly, do not. 93.3 and AM
0: 560.
3: KWTO.
0: You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Luzader, and producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on ninety-three-three and AM 560 KWTO. Well,
1: as we do ramp up for election season, we've talked about it a little bit this morning already that we, we see the plan that's coming into place. So let's talk about that plan. We talked about it around the six o'clock hours and we'll hit that again. So when we know that the election's coming up, we start seeing some national stories come up or it's like the playbook. The playbook comes off the shelf. Okay. Here the Democrats say, all right, let's roll it out. Let's see. The new one we added in 2020 went, worked pretty good, guys. Let's go back with the pandemic. That seemed to work pretty good. I literally think they probably sit around and whiteboard this stuff. Do we want you to do that one again? Well, now they're trying. So now Jill Biden has COVID, kib- or kibed, has COVID and i think they're excited about actually announcing that to be honest with you um we had a we heard from kjp kareen jean pierre or jean pierre i always say that wrong jean jean pierre um who talked about a new vaccine coming out sometime in september so that that's one of their checklist items um we will begin to start seeing protests we don't know when uh, some of them will be Maybe justified, I don't know, but some of them won't, or they'll be over the top again. We'll have that happening in in America again. That's all coming up. Right now, part of the plan is to obviously try to take Trump off the ballot. We're seeing that in some of the Democrat-run states. Um, we are seeing an influx of immigration uh, migrants coming over. The one good news about that is is that we have a governor, Governor Abbott out of Texas, and DeSantis has done the same thing at in, in some level, is busing these two these so-called sanctuary cities, if you remember right, as soon as uh, Joe Biden became president, one of the very first things he said was, we just talked about it last hour, this last segment, was that basically we're going to open up the borders and no more of the border security. What am? What else is in the plan here, Alex? There's more that goes to the plan about, you know, the, I don't know either. I mean, but there's more things that are out there. And one of them starts with how they, the justice system, the Department of Justice, and how they went about – with the riots on Capitol Hill back in January sixth, which by the way, this is all relevant again because of these indictments that's coming out against Trump as we see oh there's the other part of the plan that 's what I was thinking of now how they've line, stacked up all these, and this is the new one stacked up all these indictments so oh. that they intercede with Super Tuesday oh, yeah. or the primary races or whatever else is out there, so that donald trump can cannot campaign yeah I mean this is all clearly is is Election interference at the finest level It's the opportunity for the Democrats to actually maybe operate in some level or some capacity that the word police state that's been coming up a lot in a lot of conversations. And then when they hand out, uh, they hand out sentences for people who were for Trump, who did something very bad. They should have never rushed into the Capitol like that. They should have stayed outside, done their protest and been done with it. But they got excited. They overreacted. And they went in, and of course we know what happened on January the sixth. But this, well, the
2: deal is, is, this Trump stirred up something because when you look at all that stuff and you just laid out a great case, and when you look at thing after thing, like the first thing, well, okay, maybe that's just a little thing, let it let it go. Well, okay, yeah, they did that, but it's okay. Yeah, but okay. Well, then when you just start lining them up and you go, man, these Line people are just they are just doing whatever they can, whatever, whatever they, they want, have to to keep power, to keep control, and when Trump comes with the mantra of He's for the forgotten man. He's for, you know, us, the average person. You know, when you have somebody fighting for you, when you start to see all this injustice all around you, and going back to even Hillary Clinton and the the emails, like, you know, rules for thee but not for me, the way they treated us during covid you know, where, uh-huh. you know, Nancy Pelosi's saying, you can't get your hair done, but <laughs> yeah, she's going to she's do it. Get, Gavin Newsom saying, <laughs> I mean, Gavin Newsom saying, you can't go out to dinner, but I'm going to go to my friend's wedding. Uh-huh. You know, um Gretchen, Gretchen Whitmer up there in Michigan saying, you can't go fishing on the lake, but my husband's going to try to sneak his boat in. You can't have
1: church in your church on a Sunday morning, even if you do it as a drive-thru or any kind of congregation, but it's okay to to protest on the streets about some other issue and be literally running over each other
2: well those are different though chris because these are once in a generational deal with the george floyd that's what they tell us right i mean COVID doesn't spread in the midst of you marching for Mm -hmm. racial injustice Mm -hmm. that's the but now at church it would spread yeah you know jesus can't heal you from that but you know the COVID. and so but the whole thing is with all that was a part of people felt like trump voiced what they what they were feeling I get yeah. this a lot, like on, you know, with our ministry, Alex Bryan ministry, and, you know, we do social media stuff and, and oftentimes people say, man, you, you put into words what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. And when you do that, people start to look at you, um, as, okay, well, you, we connect on a level. And then, you know, the way we look at Trump is like, he's our champion. And so now with all these attacks, you attack him. Whoa, bro. Cause like, just look at this, Chris. I want to, I want to point this out. So there was a poll, Washington post poll over the weekend that showed, um, um, the polls for Donald Trump—he's at like fifty-nine percent. Mm-hmm. In April, he was at what I think fifty-four or forty-four percent. Maybe he's at fifty. Yeah, fifty-nine percent. And um, and but then you go back to you look at um where he's at. DeSantis went from like um nineteen percent down to like thirteen percent from April to now. He's dropped in the polls. Trump has jumped ten percent, so he's literally got a forty-six percent lead over the next Republican candidate in the polls and you know why because those independents and those undecideds have said oh you're trying to you're trying to come after him too hard now mm-hmm. i am going to vote for him see he, he's championing and championing and him. so they got to keep throwing stuff out
1: at him or at his supporters so well, they do yeah so so here's this guy named dylan shakespeare Robinson, he tore down a fence at a rally in um, May 28th, 2020, outside of a police station in Minneapolis, which, again, we're talking about the George Floyd thing. So I get I, I understand this was a couple of days after the death of George Floyd. And he lit off a Molotov cocktail that ended up burning down the entire precinct. Dylan Shakespeare Robinson was given a plea deal by the by Joe Biden's Department of Justice. And he ended up being sentenced just four years in jail, burns down a police station. Burns down a police station and gets four years.
2: What did Joe Biggs Wait, do? I'm surprised they even charged the guy because I, I mean, I didn't really hear the story because I mean, I thought oh, these I people just got it. off. I thought they just got off scot free because you didn't see him like there was no national news where direct you know arresting him. Mm-mm. And Biggs gets 17
1: years for just being in there and tearing down a fence and smashing a window. Yeah, and kind of leading the charge a little bit. He did kind of be one of the first ones to go in. But how, how how is that right, Alex?
2: Yeah, I mean the punishment. We and we've been talking about this, and and I'm just gonna say this. This is a cool thing about Wake Up Springfield with Alex and Chris. We we want you to know we're breaking the news here first because the the stories that we cover. You don't even need to tune into Fox News in the morning anymore because we cover it and then they copy off <laughs> us. Have you noticed that? We, we've seen that a couple of times. Like <laughs> like I, I think honestly, remember that first time I came out and I, I said Yeah. I guess you're not witness of that. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
4: I'm your biggest fan. All right, thank you, I uh
1: I will say that one day I was talking about Joe Biden and I said, I just don't think this guy, I wanna know who's running the country. Like who's really behind it. I hadn't heard anything like that. And then all of a sudden I see that popping up on Different news outlets, like who's really calling the shots for the Biden administration? I think they're
2: watching our show. Cass. I don't know. they might. Cass, be. They're, they're listening to us. They're taking their cue from us. on wake up Springfield because we're first. So, so here, <laughs>
1: here's kind of getting <laughs> back to this just a little bit. There's like two or three other stories, and I'm going to try to find some more information on some of the other other sentences that were handed out in some of those protests in Portland and and in, in Minneapolis and other places because all of them got off pretty much. Here's a slap on the wrist, and now Joe Biggs, because he's a Trump supporter, is getting 17 years
2: yeah i mean the punishment doesn't fit the crime no um and, because i mean this guy again no one is trying to to say what they did wasn't wrong you shouldn't have went into there you know there you went too far
1: well now um, look at the problems it's causing for trump i mean just by them choosing to go inside of the capitol building now look what he has to face he's the one inside of the riot when we've had so many other quotes of burn it down by nancy pelosi and, and all these other you know right political people. Madonna was saying things back then. All these different people that have showed up saying riot, protest, burn it down, all those. Yeah. And they got nothing,
2: nothing. Yeah. Well, and again, you know, we're not, we're not advocating. No, what not. happened on January six, because some people went too far. These are adults that just, and I mean, I, I watched some of them, some of these proud boys that were censored like, Hey, I just got too, too deep into politics. That can happen to any of us though. And and I mean, I'm going to say this as a pastor. I talk to people all the time. I want you to be engaged. I want you to know what's going on, but I don't want it to consume you to where you can't think rationally and clearly. I mean, first and foremost, I am a, a Christian person and I'm a Christian man who happens to, you know, be a Republican and I'm defined by my, my life with Christ. And so for us, mm-hmm. you know, we, we should care. We shouldn't bury our head in the sand or keep our head up in the clouds, but we can't let the stuff consume us. To the point to where we're not looking at our fellow Americans as as humans, we just look at them as either Republicans or Democrats. If you're a Democrat, I don't like you. That's not the way it should be. No, because that stuff makes us become an extremist. And so, when you look at it like that, you see that this isn't fair. These guys shouldn't have gone as far as they did. Um, and some of the, I think, for some of the Proud Boys, they're saying that they were using militant language all throughout their social media in their posts and in rhetoric of like war and stuff like that. Because they got them for sedition, which Ah, uh, I mean that's a big that's a big term there. Big one. You know, however, this isn't fair. These guys are going to prison for seventeen years. You know, they, the prosecutors were looking for thirty three years. It's
1: not right. I, I will say, talking about that, and, and when you look at some of these Proud Boys or or Republicans who do prep, who do train, who do think about how they're gonna protect their families if something goes down, if something changes, they do put a lot more effort into that. And you know, they may have some of the language down because they talk about it. They go out to the range with the guys and they do exercises and they do, you know, they go to places like, um, Sound of Freedom and, and they, they, they train and they, they work on getting better. They learn how to, you know, save on food. They learn how to, uh, you know, do in some cases military formations and train like the military and get training and go to camps and those kind of things. So, yes, the conversations that they're going to have just by their nature of life, which by the way, way is, is, is perfectly, it's actually a really good thing, like more people probably should do this, is, is going to cause them to have a different conversation, and if you're talking about what's on social media, when it comes to verbiage or, or words that they use, Alex, it is going to sound like that, it is going to sound, but that's not, nothing bad, that's just because that is the way they communicate, and if you're in the military, you communicate the same way.
2: Yeah, I get that, you know, um, but this is one of those things where you know, unfortunately, um, when you, if you can't curtail yourself and what you say in moderation, other True. people are going to look at an excess. And yeah, that's right. That's what they're trying to get Trump on. Is that a crime? I'm not saying it's a crime. It's unwise. Um, you know, um, I don't think that Trump was complicit in this at all. You know, cause Trump, if those are the words he clearly said, Hey, I want you to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to throw out the fact that he said, I want you to go down there and peacefully protest. Yeah. You know, um, but you know, the, the, the bottom line is, people are frustrated we are we're the forgotten man um and we have to still when we say words like fight it means fight with our words fight with our votes you know we're not saying go out there and start beating people down the streets or do anything illegal we're saying let your voice be heard stand up um be counted um be active and don't don't quit don't stop don't let up that's what we mean
1: well america we appreciate you we appreciate you listening We do have a cool little story coming up next from Alex. He's going to talk about a new book coming out that details Biden's first two years. That's coming up at 735. And then a little bit later, regular show guest, Gabe Pfeiffer, is going to be in the studio with us. Also, Sheriff Roy Cole from the Greene County Sheriff's Department, all right here on Wake Up Springfield.
0: 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO News.
3: KWTO News time is 729 in Springfield this morning. We have cloudy skies and we're at 70 degrees some light rainfall in the area and uh that rain is pretty much just right over springfield Heavier cell just to the northwest of Springfield and also along Highway 60 over in Webster County. We're seeing some pretty heavy rainfall there. Now, the National Weather Service says we do have the potential for some strong to severe thunderstorms in the Ozarks again today. The National Weather Service says those storms should push through late this afternoon into this evening. Some of them may produce hail up to the size of quarters and damaging wind gusts in addition to heavy downpours. Much of the state, in fact, is under a level one marginal risk for severe weather today. Police identifying a man killed in a crash on Labor Day at Sunshine and James River Freeway in Springfield. Authorities say Sterling Garten from Republic ran a red light and hit an SUV. His truck crossed over the median and hit a trailer. Garten, who was 88, died in that wreck. No other injuries were reported. Look for reduced lanes and a traffic shift this week on James River Freeway near Campbell as construction work resumes. MoDOT says work will begin Wednesday night with the lane shift in place by Thursday morning. You're urged to be extra careful as both west and eastbound traffic will be reduced to two 10-foot lanes. And you'll also notice Springfield Police helping with traffic enforcement in the work zone. MoDOT expects... Council.
0: 93.3 and AM 560. The biggest thing is an escalation of rhetoric. JWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM
2: 560, KWTO. All right, you don't have to look too hard to see that um, and President Biden is just struggling. I talked to people who were his supporters and um, that voted for him, and they're like, ah, I don't really want to vote again. We have shared before in the last um, few shows how 77% of Americans, all of us, whether you're Republican or Democrat, are saying we don't want to see him um, run for a second term. I mean, people are saying that he's too old. They're saying that his cognitive abilities are are waning, his health. um, He's starting to lie. You start to see the media starting to turn on him. Um, A lot of the different people that were once his supporters are now going, wait a minute, this guy's not telling the truth. I just saw that um, the Washington Post is bringing back their fact checkers on him. The New York Times is, is um, um, saying that um, the New York Post is saying, you know, um, it was Lieber Day, not Labor Day, but Lieber Day. And they're talking about President Biden. So the, the, he was once the media darling. They couldn't stand Trump. And now they're starting to turn on, on Biden the same way. Well, now to add insult to injury, there's an upcoming book. It should be out in the next few days by Franklin Four. It's called the Last Politician. Well, it details Biden's first two years in office, including the very chaotic Afghanistan withdrawal. And they are some. Whenever these books come out, um, they have some snippets. That's usually kind of released just to kind of gin up some publicity. Just they usually go to the controversial things, you know, because headlines, um, you know, they they sell and stuff. It makes you it teases you a little bit. We, we do the tease. If I you think will, you're going to make me want to read this. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> all these books, these little tell all's, they did the same thing. I think when Wolf wrote about Trump, they wanted like give some, you know, some, some stuff in there. These, these people that come in and do these, they have to, they have to come in like, Oh, I'm your friend. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to paint a nice picture, but they don't give away their artistic, you know, or, or journalism freedom, but they, you have to, in order to get the access, um, Frank, um, for had to have have pretended like he was a friend of biden i mean you know but but at the same time to sell books um if it bleeds it leads and that what they say in um journalism over there don if it bleeds, if it,
3: bleeds it leads it yes ble- sir <laughs> did they
2: teach that in journalism school
3: well it's the, a, i don't know that they taught it i think it's a stereotype that that most people get you know when they're in the media
2: unofficial yeah yeah yes, yes. yes. So, unofficial unofficial well, so there's a few things that's coming out in this book by um, Frank Ford that we need to pay attention to. First one is this, and they're talking about – I mean, it appears to be – it says some negative things about Biden. So um, when we had the Afghanistan withdrawal, which we knew I – mean, can we even call it a withdrawal, or is that a collapse, or what do you want to call that? I mean, that's – it was just ridiculous um, what happened.
1: There are some technical terms they use in acronyms – that I can't even use on the air. That that's what it was. And the military yeah. uses that acronym all the time. And it starts with the letter F. Oh yeah. It was a F bar situation. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, first of all, he was on vacation when it happened. I mean, he, you know, he was gone, um, you know, when the withdrawal happened. So why would you plan to be on vacation when you've given a date to the Taliban that we're going to be out? Our All of our troops are going to be out. And the date was given poli- for political reasons. Um, the Biden White House expected a gradual handover of responsibility to the Afghan government on August 31st of 2021. I can remember this. And, you know, instead the Taliban was just taking over territories left and right. And I mean, Biden gave a little sound clips like, well, the Afghans are going to have to fight. We've trained them to fight. They're going to have to fight on their own. And then the next thing, you know, the, um, the, the former Afghan president, um, Ashraf Ghani, he fled because the, the, the Taliban was just taking over territories. It's like without even firing shots, like the Afghanistan army that we had been training for years, they just laid down. They were afraid mm. to fight. They weren't, they weren't putting up anything. And so um, yeah, the Biden White House didn't anticipate this, and they were caught totally off guard. Not only was um, Biden on vacation, but the White House, um, some of their officials were as well. Um, Biden was at Camp David. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, he was in the Hamptons. Jen Psaki, um, the press secretary, she was at the beach with her family. And then we see on August 16th, 2021, the day after Ghani fled Kabul, um, a U.S. C-17 military transport aircraft filled with the evacuees took off. Remember the, one of the last ones that go and people were seen falling from the sky. You remember that, Chris? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How could you forget that? Dude, it was a real deal, man. They just want to get the heck out of there. So when all this was going down, all the people on vacation, Jen Psaki, the press secretary, is on vacation at the beach. Um, Anthony Blinken, secretary of state, he's in, the, um, yeah, he's in um, the Hamptons. And Biden is at Camp David. And you see people falling out of the sky, like literally falling out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Some of them were stuck in a landing gear. You know, they say there's stories of body parts that were just like there. And I mean, and, and Biden had said, oh, we're not going to have one of these rooftop evacuations and stuff. But that's exactly what we got. And so this is what Ford writes, that in the thick of the crisis, that crisis there, Biden didn't have time to um, consume the news because he was on vacation. And, I mean, he's been on vacation 40% of 39.
1: the time. 39.5% <laughs> of his time. Actual, the number's 39.5. And so basically, when he just kind of looked that's like up. That's 300 and some odd days that's out ridiculous. of 500 and. Uh, did the math last week. So whatever that 585 active days, add 10 to it. So somewhere right around that, that long, he's been in office and 360 something. He's been on vacation.
2: That's a lot of vacation. hmm How much vacation do I get
3: here?
2: <laughs> <You don't> get- <laughs> How many days do I get? I mean, that's what uh, I mean let me see. I believe there's I, a big
3: I, fat zero. Attached to that, it, no time.
2: But so that's a lot of time off. And, you know, he just caught off guard and he said he was um this book says, he says, we're getting killed. You know, he'd admitted he was frustrated to no end. And, um, you know, so much of the commentary felt overheated to him. Um, he said to um, one of his aides, either the press is losing its mind or I am. I mean, maybe he knows he's starting to get a little bit senile over here. And so, um, I mean, it's just this guy, he expected to be the media darling. He didn't expect them to go off on him like that. And this book is telling a different tale. And so, you know, yeah, I can't wait to read it. Um, just to look at that. He knows they're getting killed. He's frustrated at his aides. Either the press is losing their minds. So here's another one. In the aftermath of Biden's ad lib in the Warsaw, remember when he said that was kind of saying that Putin needed to be overthrown. We needed a regime change over there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so he left for home kind of feeling sorry for himself is what, um, for says he says, Biden left for home feeling sorry for himself. He knew that he had erred, but w- um, then resented his aides for creating the impression that they had cleaned up his mess. Cause that's what happens all the time. Don't they? Oh yeah. Yeah. Guarantee. That's what happens. And
1: I, and I still want to go back. I mean, this was fairly early on in his, 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 presidency but i i'd like to know if how he was briefed for this and how he made the decision and did he really make the decision or was it forced upon him or what that looks like or was he in a scapegoat and they knew that this guy was going to be done in four years and they didn't really care and just decided to do it anyway there's so much more to this
2: i hope this book dives into that a little yeah. bit well i mean you know they they're they're sent out to clean up his mess you had to circle back Circle back. Well, let me just circle back and just hmm. recant what the president said. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, KJP. She's just like, well, I'm not going to get ahead of the president because she can't be circled back again. But so when when he was calling for regime change with Putin and the, the the aides had to clean up his mess, Ford said that rather than owning his own failure, he fumed to his friends about how he was treated like a toddler. Was John F. Kennedy ever babied like that? That's what he was reported to have mm-hmm. said. That's kind of embarrassing. This is like your kids here, you know, like your youngest crying and whining about, how come I don't get to do that? My brother <laughs> got to do that when he was older. This is the president of the United States whining and crying. It's ridiculous. And then so, um, you know, um, there's also another one where it says um, the book, Frank Ford's book recounts the first two years of his um, presidency through the midterms. And I mean, it's going to be coming out, but he's just telling all these stories about how Biden um, looks bad. He knows he's looking bad. He expected the press to cover for him more. They're not. Um, his aides are treating him like babies, which, you know, I mean, you think about it. The Easter bunny has to direct him and tell him where to go. Remember that with yeah. the White House that the, when don't talk to the press over here, over here. The Easter bunny's like waving his hands. is embarrassing. And this book is, is apparently going to be talking about that. And it's, it's not going to be positive. It's a negative, um, you know, little expose, if you will. And I think that they're doing this now. They're releasing all this stuff because they want to get him out. They, they, I think they're going to blackmail Joe like, hey, listen, if you don't step down, we're going to expose all the stuff about your son and you. So you think this is actually coming from the left, not the right? Oh, yeah. It's coming from um, it's coming from them. their their own team. This is inside job. Yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, you would he would have never let Frank for have this much access to him to write did, this book. Did you know that there's gonna conspiracy be, that, that the gonna chef of
1: Obama was writing a book, a tall all tell book, and that's the reason he showed up naked, dead in a in a lake? <laughs> he was writing a book, is what I heard. How this guy get out of there without getting in
2: trouble or get caught? You know. That's well, I mean, he, they thought he was a friend. Yeah. They thought he was a friend. He's going to write a positive one, but nah, bro.
1: nah All right, Bidenomics it's impacting all of us. Carl Baker, local CPA, is going to be the guest of Wake Up Springfield coming up next. Plus, it is Sheriff from Webster County, Roy Cole, coming up at eight thirty-five, talking about recruitment issues amongst our local police departments.
0: Traffic from the KWTO Traffic Center.
3: Overall, it's been a pretty smooth uh, Tuesday morning on your way back to work after the Labor Day holiday weekend. I'm looking at the traffic cameras right now at Highway 65 in Chestnut. And, yeah, we have that... Uh Really heavy traffic volume, as we would expect on a weekday morning at this time, both north and southbound. Everyone losing their using their light. Open.
0: 933 and AM 560. It
5: is a total corruption.
0: We need your report. KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Luzader, and producer Cass Bowen Anderson. On 933 and AM560,
2: KWTO. Well, have you noticed that your dollar just doesn't seem to go as far as it once did? Man, I take my kids. You know, I got five of these little jokers. We'll go to the store. And uh, I'm, this is real talk right here. Last night, we had a football game down in the OSHO. We went to QT. I love QT. Quick trip gas station there over in Joplin. Got them up in the Kansas City area. And I was just shocked at how little my dollar bought. And so I just noticed mm-hmm. it all around. My wife starts talking about at the grocery store, how much she's spending. So, but a pres- Snickers bar can be close to $3 sometimes. That's ridiculous. I remember when they were a quarter, but I don't blame Biden for that one. I, you know, but anyway, but Bidenomics, you know, he, he is over the weekend, President Biden had an article, um, that he, um, put in, you know, Wall Street Journal and he's like talking about how, um, how wages are strong how the market is strong how wages are up inflation is going down and so i'm not an economist i'm not even an accountant i don't know about all this stuff but i know some people who are so i called my friend carl baker he's a local cpa he's the owner of infinity commercial capital um they provide long and short-term commercial financial solutions for real estate investors and all that good stuff residential commercial and so i was like carl Talk to me about this stuff. Let's talk about inflation. Let's talk about the economy. Um, let's dive into this, Carl. So when Biden makes this claim, well, first of all, welcome. Welcome to the yeah, studio. Yeah, welcome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's good to have I you in the studio. It. Yeah, it's good to have you in the studio. Thank you. Looking
1: dapper. You're the sharpest-dressed man in here. Yeah, I like that jacket, dude. Thank you. It's a blue get. plaid jacket complemented with a pocket square in the left-hand side. I would have expected an account to look <laughs> you, smooth. You, you, could, you could
6: not have made my day more better by commenting on
1: my
2: pocket square. I'll just say that.
6: I go around wishing
2: people would comment on my pocket square. All right. So, Carl, Biden claims that the labor market is strong, wages are up inflation. I mean, is it true? I mean, is the economy going well? What's your What's your take on this stuff? Well, I, I – uh,
6: as – Alex commented before we got on air, I brought notes. So, (laughs) you got a lot uh, of notes. (laughs) I I, kind of look at it from a couple different perspectives. Um, First perspective is the personal perspective, just the everyday person trying to do life. What's happening? We can have, we can walk through some statistics and happy to do that, but it's proven that inflation is up. Um, Wages are not growing with inflation. You just mentioned costs are up. Those are all. Um, backed by statistics housing costs what what are things that we care about housing costs are through the roof interest rates are causing those uh, those cost that the cost of living to be higher so from a personal everyday man on the street perspective nobody can say that the economies uh, that the cost
2: of living is easier now than it was two years ago so when when they say that I mean you as a guy who deals with money, dollars and cents all the time, like you're surrounded by this stuff. You know, I mean, um, I think it was Jared Bernstein, one of, um, Biden's, um, economic advisors. He said, when people are saying that they're better off, um, now, or they're not better off now than they were two years ago, they're lying. You, and your response to that is? Yeah. I, I, I- Anybody that has any credibility,
6: which I would not necessarily put myself in some of the levels of the people that are talking on the, on the, um, uh, the talk shows, but nobody is saying that things are better. Um, just all the facts are that cost of living on the things that we care about are, are worse. Um, I have a bunch of statistics. Food cost of living is up 5% uh compared to a year ago and it's up quite a bit more. Uh wages have not kept up with um kept up with with the cost of living. So if your wages should if if inflation is 5 to 7% per year for 2 years but your in infl- your wages go up 3%, then that's an actual net reduction yeah. in your wages. And there are statistics to prove that that's what's actually happening.
2: I mean, so we feel like they're gaslighting us. They're just not saying the truth. They're just trying. These are not the droids you're looking for.
6: Yeah, I, literally, no credible person is um, able to back up their their commentary with with statistics. Yeah.
2: So, how does that affect you know? Cause you you deal with people's you know finances. You help you know plan and you know advise them. How does that affect a small business owner like you? Here in Springfield, Missouri, like, you know, are people coming to you with their finances? Like, what is what's the impact to you? Well,
6: uh, for a small business owner that is trying to advance their cause, one of the main things, one of the main ways they do that is they invest in their business. Sometimes they have to borrow in advance of the sales coming. And they do that in a number of different ways. They might use credit cards to to advance their cause. They might get an SBA loan. They might get some other real estate loan. And all of that, the major impact, uh, the the major factor in being able to do that is interest rates.
1: Yeah, I, I you know as I as I talked about, I went down to the lakes region this weekend, and it was crazy busy. I mean, traffic coming out of of Highway 160, Highway 65 yesterday were absolutely. Packed wall to wall all the way back. I I hit some traffic in Spokane all the way to Highlandville, did set traffic and the same thing. Okay. Point of that is is that America is still trying to live their lifestyle. What we're seeing is that disposable income has dropped, but revolving credit is going through the roof right now just to maintain that that vacation, that lifestyle that you wanted to do. Obviously, people were in from the Ozarks or around the state were spending money in Branson this last weekend.
6: Yeah, I I don't think anybody is saying, uh, and I don't think, and I don't think anybody here is is thinking that uh, we're in the nineteen thirties recession. Mm-hmm. So it's still okay. You're still able to have a life. But also, I would say that people are hanging on. To their cost of living, their not cost of living, their standard of living. So, uh, but they're, your, but they're not paying down debt. But they're not paying down debt. Money right. retirement over the last three years before the pandemic, um, there was a lot. the The economy was flush with cash. The government threw out a bunch of relief funds, which then caused there to be a superficial sense of uh, security. And so people continued spending. Now those relief funds are gone. The unemployment is still there. Some cost of living is increased. People want to maintain their standard of living, and so they're putting uh, all of their, a lot of their spending on credit cards.
2: I, I hear that the average person has about fifty seven hundred dollars of credit card debt. I mm-hmm. mean, was I don't know what that was a few years ago, but I mean. Do we even know that? Well, I I don't
6: have the statistic memorized, but I have read that credit card debt is higher now than it was a few years ago. I don't know; I can't put my finger on the number, but it is true that credit card debt is higher. Banks are are you know continuing to um, charge for charge quite a bit for credit cards, and it's it's pretty high still.
2: We're feeling it. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's just you know when you look all around us, when you look at from the individual. to the business, we're starting to feel it. How have you seen it, Carl? Impacted um, with, like, say, even the commercial, you know, side of things. Um, what What are the businesses feeling?
6: Well, so a couple things. Uh, as the economy starts to have more uncertainty, that translates, and there's a long dissertation that could be here, but it translates into tighter credit. So it's harder, and this is what I was what I was planning to what I was starting to talk about a while ago as. Uh, as you're investing in your business, you're borrowing, and if you can't obtain that credit in an efficient, economical way, then it's hard to invest in your business. So uh, you're either borrowing under under um, credit cards, which have you know 20 percent interest rates, or you're trying to obtain SBA loans. And when when credit is tightening, it's just hard to advance your cause. It's hard to to grow that to grow that. And if you do have it. Interest rates are higher now than they were two years ago. So the very same debt, a, a $200,000 mortgage now, uh, two years ago, had an $855 payment. Now that very same debt payment is something like $1,500.
2: We, we we had a mortgage broker in the other week, and they were talking about that exact mm-hmm. same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just going to just continue to affect because if people – I'm not going to buy a house like now. I mean, you know, like – who, who's going to want to go out and buy a house right now? Um, well, if, if
6: mm-hmm. people aren't buying houses uh, unless they're in a situation they can't control. You know, they had an opportunity had to, to move from Kansas City to Springfield or vice versa. They're going to buy a house, but people aren't generally just upgrading. It used to be a thing. And I put some statistics together. It used to be a thing. You You got to a point in life where you have a $200,000 home but you've got new kids and you're growing you need more space so you buy a $350,000 home. 2 years ago that upgrade would have gone from $811 to 1400 now wow. that would have gone up to $2400. Are you, that's a so so yeah, just to upgrade 2 years ago It it costs a $1,000 more than it would have two
2: years ago. Well, this is the deal, man. Bidenomics is not helping us. We know that. Thanks, Carl Baker from Infinity Commercial Capital. Check him out, www.infinitycomcapital.com. Thanks for coming in, Carl. Oh, my goodness. Thank you.
0: The latest news:
7: Maui residents devastated by wildfires.
0: Our um, two vehicles gone. Our apartment gone. The whole complex. Probably would have never been a plea
1: deal or even an effort to resolve this case without the whistleblowers coming forward. The news you need to know. This appointment is camouflage and it's cover
7: up. Crooked Joe Biden
8: put me on trial during an election campaign that I'm winning by a lot.
1: Cast
0: bowen Anderson on ninety three three and AM five sixty KWTO. <laughs>
7: It's time for today's Top 3. Ha ho K-W-T-O, away! One.
1: It is 2A Tuesday, so as we celebrate our Second Amendment rights, we did receive a big win recently. I've been doing, covered a story here on Wake Up Springfield about a possible ammo ban <coughs> taking out lead from lead ammo from our use for especially on federal lands well guess what a federal court on friday rejected a long fought effort by environmental groups to force a ban on lead ammo in the national forest and providing a key win for hunters big thanks to our national rifle association for making that fight also we had some other uh groups that were doing uh, fighting this as well so a lot of work and effort went into this and guess what they lost we won
4: the ACLU never ceases to disappoint. They are flipping out because Florida executed a supposedly transgender individual. So this fella, just for context, in 1984 he murdered and raped both a, ni- a 14-year-old girl and, a 38- and her 38-year-old mother. Well, the uh, this individual lived as a man for 30 years in the prison system and recently uh, tried to fake schizophrenia and said that he is now a she, that he's a woman, right? Well, now the ACLU is saying that it's such a horrible thing that Florida executed this individual because he's a she and you can't execute um, people who are having, you know, severe emotional distress over the fact that Um, she is living in a men's prison when it's really a he. I just just cannot get behind the insanity that somebody who murdered and raped a 14-year-old girl and her mother should not be executed because he suddenly decided he's transgender. I I do not get it, guys. Mm -mm.
2: Well, in a recent conversation with Glenn Beck, President Trump indicated that if he's victorious in the upcoming 2024 presidential race... He may have no choice but to incarcerate his political adversaries. (laughs) I have no choice. I have no choice. Um, But this statement comes on the heels of his belief that his political rivals have shown similar intentions towards him and some of his um, close friends. So Beck reminded Trump that during the twenty twenty sixteen campaign, he actively promoted the chant. Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her up. That was in reference to Hillary Clinton. But then, when he became president, he took the high road saying, we don't do that in America. That's just not the right thing to do. Well, now that the Democrats are showing they are willing to play dirty and do whatever they have to to stand power, Trump said he may definitely have to lock them up because we don't have a choice since they're doing it to us. Don't be rude.
7: (laughs) Suburban women, will you please like me?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Crazy stuff there, crazy stuff
1: yeah no i agree and you know when we look at when we look at different things that are impacted across this country i mean it, he has done it by the book he took the high road and now they're coming after him with the plan i'm calling it the plan and i'm I'm definitely going to be. I'm sort of taking some notes in here, Alex, and I'm thinking about what the plan is and what they want us to forget, right? And by by putting this plan in place, and I'm going to be diving into that. But that's exactly what he's going to have to do. Yeah. Now, the good news is, is that right now we're we know that uh, Congress is about to go back in session, and they've got some some budget bills to approve, and we have some candidates who or some representatives who are saying that they are not going to be voting unless we see some sort of impeachment hearing
2: come out of this yeah I mean remember Congress has the power is they control the money, and so you know you tie things to money and so but the the so that's a good part of it. The bad mm-hmm. news is it just seems like Republicans are just so splintered and fractured i mean you know uh um, margie taylor green she she it's just does her that yeah, was who it was yeah that's the thing she just is so. Is she too much of an extremist? Like a lot of Republicans don't even want to play with her. Because sometimes if you get so extreme, you just lose reason. If you just allow just your frustration, your emotion to to carry you, and she can dig her heels in the sand. Yeah. And, you know, so will we not get some positive movement in one area because she wants to be, you know, I in the other area. Who knows? You know,
1: we were talking last hour about biodynamics a little bit and we had a uh,
2: Kyle Baker, what, Carl, Carl, Carl Baker,
1: Carl Baker. No. Thank you. Thank you. I already forgot his name. Carl Baker's here, a buddy of yours and really good information. And one of the other things that's being impacted right now is the cost of, of college. You know, we did see tuition rise a little bit in Missouri state. And again, I've kind of alluded to maybe that's possibly because we see that, you know, people can't travel as far. They can't get their kids to the expensive schools. And, and here in the Midwest, we do have a, a little lower cost of living, I would say on average, but you know, that doesn't impact interest rates. Interest rates are interest rates when it comes to like credit cards and, and mortgages. But the average tuition at a US private college has grew by about 4% last year to just under 40 grand per year. Now, my daughter is in Belton in Nashville, Tennessee, and that's about what we're paying for her to be down there. Do you know what this, what I, I don't know what the price difference is between that, but OTC, those kind of programs and and some of the stuff that they're doing, you know, we had Hal Higdon in last week, Alex, and that and you kind of talked about it too, and, of course, you teach over at Evangel. We may see a lot more families urging their students, if they want that secondary education or that, that higher education, they're going to have to stay local.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you think about the programs for those schools like OTC, when they do the A-plus program, Which, if you are a good student, you, you know, you keep a -hmm. a good GPA in high school and you volunteer like 50 hours, you can go to community college for free for those two years. Now, I've been telling people this for years. I am a big proponent of higher education. I have my, you know, undergrad, two degrees. I have my master's degree. I'm working on my doctoral degree. I'm at AGTS, the Simpsons God Theological Seminary. I love Evangel. I graduated from there. I'm an adjunct. I love Evangel. However, it's not for everybody. I mean, you know, because if, if a, if a family is struggling, you know, they don't have just the, the money to go. Now they give a lot of scholarships at Evangel. Um, you look at some place like Hard Work U, that's where Cass went. But you know, if a student is, is the average student, they want to be a teacher. I don't suggest you go to Evangel for four years and take out loans to make a job where you're not going to be able to pay them back like that. Go to OTC for those two years, and then you can go back to Evangel and get your degree the last two years. There's ways to make it affordable, make it affordable. for you and your family. you got to figure that yeah. out.
1: I mean, the average cost in-state is 10500 So, I mean, there's a big difference between out-of-state big schools versus what you can get at OTC or some of the state schools. So something to consider. I know that, I, I know that – <sighs> Well, there's a whole other conversation we don't have time to get into right now but we do need to talk about it at some point if biden is able to get his student loan debt forgiven by some chance i mean is, is he buying boats and how does that yeah. help or hurt that's our economy all that is. he's that's just all buying is. boats
2: that's all yeah. he's trying. And, and, and actually he's trying to buy boats because it's yep. not going to be upheld in the court of law
1: all right we got our regular guest gabe pfeiffer coming up next plus 835 sheriff from webster county roy cole here to talk about some issues going on with recruiting crisis in law enforcement
0: traffic from the kwto traffic center
3: well some roads went around the ozarks this morning from that rain that has fallen around the area we do have a non-injury crash that's being reported in springfield americans
10: someone do
0: something about it 93.3 and am 560 kwto You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Luzader, and producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560,
2: KWTO. Well, we are back here. We have Gabe Pfeiffer, friend of the show, current guy, comes on from time to time. How are you doing this morning? (laughs)
4: I think he just dropped off. Oh, we line. dropped I'm off. Get oh, him back.
2: no. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking with Gabe. There's a lot of stuff I want to talk to him about. If you're listening, Gabe, we're going to talk. We're going to try to run the gamut over here. We're going to talk about um, we're going to start with Joe Biden in the, in the, the family crime syndicate. I want to get your thoughts on that. I want to get your thoughts on um, DeSantis. Uh, I, Chris, we talked about this yesterday and you and I started to mention it a little bit. Governor DeSantis, he was um, Biden that went to visit him after Hurricane Adalia. And um, man, it was all set up, you know, that, you know, their people had been meeting um, you. You had DeSantis's team, they were running with Joe Biden for a couple of days there on Wednesday and Thursday. They they looked at the area that they wanted to survey together and it was all indications that President or that um, Governor DeSantis was going to meet with Joe Biden. But then yet when President Biden gets down there. He blows him off. Stands him up, does he? Yeah. Who do you think that speaks more of, like DeSantis or President Biden? I mean, that put
1: politics in between people's safety and their well-being and those kind of things. So
2: yeah, it's a little bit disappointing mm-hmm. there. So I guess Gabe Pfeiffer, you're on the line there, Gabe. I am. Good morning. Uh, guys. Good morning. Good to have you.
7: How's it going?
2: Pretty good. So hey, well, let's jump right into this. Um, Appreciate your time. We're talking about this. So after Hurricane Adalia, um, Governor. um, Desantis was supposed to be hosting President Biden down there, and um, you know Biden, had, you know, they worked with his, his team. The White House had been working with the governor's people. They had surveyed some land. They had agreed upon a place they were going to go, and then Governor Desantis blows off President Biden. Who's, who's that? Speak worst of Biden or Desantis?
7: That's a good question. I mean, it, look, it, when the when the president comes to uh, to deal with your your uh, situation, you, you have to at least do the polite thing, do the statesman like thing, and and take the meeting. Um, now, uh, Biden, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of the uh, the amount of time it took him to get here. I don't, I don't think it's actually that uh, unreasonable in uh, in uh, contrast to what he's dealing with uh, with Hawaii. But um, I I don't think this is a good look for DeSantis. I think I I, I would I would choose him over over Biden as, as far as who comes out
2: looking worse in that particular situation. Yeah. No, that, that's where I'm at with it, too. So you're talking about DeSantis. I mean, we've seen him in the face of the hurricane. He's been very presidential. And, um, you know, but yet, go back and you look at after the presidential debate, which I, I think we had you on. I think that you agreed um, that... Wait, wait, did we have you on after that? Who do you think won the presidential debate? Did we get yeah, your we thoughts talked on that? Yeah, about that, yeah. Yeah, I thought so, too. Were you, were you DeSantis they, they, or Ramaswamy? Oh,
7: um, I... I I'm trying to remember. I think Ramaswamy um, came out um, with with more uh, with more momentum from from the uh, yeah. debate. I don't I don't think he necessarily performed as well as I I was expecting him okay. to do. Just because I didn't like his snarkiness, but he I think I think he played his cards right electorally at least or yeah. uh, politically. I'll say.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, so after the debate, you know, I mean, first of all, you go back to April, when before DeSantis even got in the race, everybody's like thinking, we're all excited, we're all jazzed. He was polling at 24%, and I think Trump was polling at about 48% there. Um, double his lead, but it was, you know, it was double what he was polling at, but it was closer. And after the GOP debates, after Trump has been indicted 913 times, actually 91, 91 times, but his his lead now is extended. Trump's at polling at 59%, and DeSantis has dropped to 13%. That's a 46-point lead. What do you take on that? Where, how, why did that happen?
7: It's a combination of, of three things, I think. I mean, one is, and, and I'm going to go from least to greatest effect. Uh, I think the the least effect but still significant is, uh, DeSantis' personality. I think, uh, people were expecting a sort of different DeSantis than they got. Partially, that's, that's due to just the way, uh, media portrayed him at first. You know, they, they expected more of a fighter just because all the clips we saw was of him smacking around the media and which we liked. Uh, but the thing is, DeSantis is kind of a boring guy just in general. I, I, I think the, the more, the more you see of him, the, the less you get that, that sort of electricity that you really want out of, uh, basically what he was billed as, which was kind of the, the cleaner Trump. Um, so, uh, he's, he's not his personality wise. He's not wowing us the way, uh, I think voters in, initially thought he would. Yeah. Uh, second, second, I think is, uh, the, the campaign itself, the way that campaign is being run is terrible. They're spending too much money. They got too much people. The communications department is kind of a mess. It's, I, I don't think they're, they're performing the way they ought to. All right. And then, uh, last I think is just the, the, uh, the, the indictments are are definitely helping Trump in a way that the DeSantis campaign could never have expected um, because, you know, it, it's, it's basically every every time the bad guys, which is, you know, a weaponized Department of Justice in the White House goes after Trump, then it bolsters uh, the people on the right to say, well, you know what? I'm going to stand with him because apparently they, they don't like him. The more they don't like him, the more I do like him.
2: Yeah. So Trump's base is always going to be his base, but you have these independents and the undecideds, they seem to be breaking for Trump. And you see this in the national poll as well. Um, Washington Post had a poll over the weekend where they have Trump versus Biden. If they were to have this rematch, it's a dead heat at 46% each. Um, and, you know, polls lean left. So, I mean, the the left is starting to get a little bit worried because that means pretty much they think that Trump can beat Biden. I mean, what's your take on that? The news is starting to get out, I think,
7: on, on Biden's malfeasance and then also... Just the the more people hear about the, the Trump indictments, the, the, the more they understand how unfair it is. And the, if there's one thing is that, you know, Americans don't like when people are treated unfairly. That's basically yeah. the underdog syndrome. Uh, you know, we love an underdog. Look at, look at uh, Rocky. Rocky's kind of like the quintessential underdog. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves Rocky. You mention Rocky to an American who's been around for more than uh, 20 years, and they're going to say, yeah, we love Rocky. <laughs> and, and it's mostly just it's just the underdog aspect of it. We love it when the little guy can take on, you know, when David can take on Goliath and win. So when when even somebody as big, bigger than life as Trump is being put upon by the the, the gigantic behemoth of the federal government, people are saying that's not fair. I'm, I'm going with that guy. And I think the more the news. Uh, can't help but report the, the reality of those situations, the more uh, even independence may break for him. Uh, there is a limit to that, though, because his negatives are still really, really
2: high. Yeah, that is true. Now, Gabe, I'm not above a rabbit trail here. You mentioned Rocky. i got to ask, what's your favorite <laughs> movie? Which, one's, which one are you going with? <laughs> okay.
7: <laughs> now, if, if I remember, Rocky uh, Four. Yeah, IV versus Ivan Draga. Draga. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite, mostly because yeah. um, I, as, a, as a product of the '80s and the Cold War, that one—that one was the biggest rah-rah Americana fest uh, ever of a movie. And I was right at the, the 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 right age where that hit me in just the right spot. So it's 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 got uh, nostalgia on top of the Americana and everything else. And uh, you know, I I love punching me some uh, Russian commies in the face. So
1: <laughs> hey, 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 game Chris. Hey, listen, did you ever see the Rocky Four recut that they come out with? No. Okay. Wait, did he do the uh, yeah, he did. He did it during COVID, and basically, he he wanted to take out a lot of the. You know, that movie was so much fun for us because we are a product of the '80s, and was filled full of you know all the great music and the training montages and all those sort of things. No, Sylvester Stallone during COVID went back in. They did a documentary about it, so you can watch the documentary. Plus, then you can go watch it, and it gives it a completely different take, and it has more scenes with Apollo Creed and a whole bunch of other stuff like that in it. So, yeah, uh, you yeah. definitely got to go look for the uh, Rocky Four recut, the director's cut. I
2: must break you. Uh, yeah, I love Rocky Four. Definitely was awesome. do that. My goodness. Yeah. Okay, so back to, um, to to Joe Biden. Is he going to make it across the finish line? Is he, he going to finish his term? Let's just go there, because if he doesn't finish his term, he's obviously not going to run for president again. What are you thinking on that, Gabe?
7: It's getting more and more doubtful the further along we get. Um, you know, the the, uh, the COVID scare right now going around the White House. I mean, really, I'm pretty sure Joe Biden just has a cold. And, and that, <laughs> we're that's, <seeing> that. <laughs> that's, that's pretty That's pretty much what COVID is right now. It's a, it's a cold. So the announcement and then, of course, the isolation that Biden, you know, going to be put in because of his close contact and all these other things. Either we're looking at a rehash of the basement campaign uh, in order to yeah. hide his frailty. Or we're looking at the, the beginnings of the end as we kind of move towards. Well, for health reasons, uh, the the president's going to step back from his duties. he's okay. going to step away from the campaign, and we're gonna and we're gonna install. Uh, I don't know somebody like Gavin Newsom to 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 pass the torch.
2: Okay, so you're thinking is going to be health reasons are going to take him out, not for you know the the Biden crime family syndicate reasons or anything.
7: Yeah, I think I think as the walls close in on that if they actually do start closing in, they're going to opt for the honorable uh, uh discharge from duty, uh which would be sa- which would be to say, well, you know, I'm having a hard time physically, you know, like he fell and broke his hip in the shower. Nobody, nobody can confirm nor deny that that actually happened, but you can, you can then, then just say, well, he's stepping back because of health reasons. And then he gets to maintain at least some aspects of his legacy.
2: That's so true because you don't want to diminish it because you don't want, you don't want those voters, the Democrat base to, to think that, you know, what he was doing wasn't right, that it's something wrong, or that he was um, doing shady or, you know, um, are illegal things because that taints the brand there. And so, um, you know, but yet you also want to be able to continue with their agenda because they're pushing their agenda left and right. And it's going and and Biden's just a pawn in it. And so, um, you know, you got the, the, the the woke agenda, you got their economic policies and all that crazy stuff. So did you catch what, um, one of the, his advisors said over the um, weekend that if you don't, think that the economy is better off now than it was 2 years ago then you're lying because Bidenomics is working. Did you catch that?
7: Oh, I did. There there are a couple of, of uh, people and I think that's the kind of the new talking point coming out of the campaign is that hey, look, we're better off than 2 years ago. But notice the time scale. And this is this is something, you know, you always got to be paying attention to. The, the, he's he's comparing he's comparing his best year to his worst year and they're still his years. You know, as opposed yeah. to because what you're not going to do is see him compare uh, this year to uh, the uh, Trump administration third year, yeah, no. because that was that would tank any any notion that uh, this is working.
2: Well, they're trying to do a little bit because they're trying to say I, I heard Biden say that Trump was only one of two presidents that didn't when he left office, he had less jobs when he had more. They don't put in the oh, it was covid. But, you know, they're trying to do that little trying to weaken Trump on that stuff.
7: Oh yeah, I mean now, they're never going to compare to Trump's third year because the third year was was the best best year for America in like a, a generation and a half. Uh, they're always going to compare to the fourth year, which is the COVID year, um, and so that that's always going to be the uh, the point of comparison either there or just after, um, because that because inflation reached a high during his administration.
2: Yeah, well, Gabe, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. You you are just a man that knows so much and. We appreciate you there and all that you're doing. And so thanks. Until next time, we'll chat with you later. Hey, um, we'll be right back um, after our local news with um, Don Luzader. And then we got the sheriff. He's sitting in studio right across from me. Sheriff Roy Cole, Webster County Sheriff, right after Don's local news. 93.3 and AM 560, KWTO
0: News.
3: KWTO news time is 8.30 in Springfield. We have 70 degrees. We do have rain and some thunder in the area. We are expecting that rain to push out. Sunny and hot today, a high near 94. Heat index up around 101 and then we do have the potential for some strong to severe storms in the Ozarks later this afternoon into early this evening. The main threats there would be some hail, the size of quarters, and damaging wind gusts, in addition to some spots which could receive some heavy rainfall out of this. The Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education has come up with new standards for social and emotional learning. The standards are called Mo Core Skills and are aimed at improving behavior in school and providing students with teamwork and collaboration skills for the workplace. Public comment on the standards is open until September 15th. The State Board of Education will review the comments at its October meeting. A man is dead in a crash at Sunshine and James River Freeway. Springfield Police say 88-year-old Sterling Garden was driving east on Sunshine when he ran a red light. A car exiting James River Freeway hit Garden's truck, sending it through the median and into the westbound lanes of Sunshine where it hit a trailer. Garden was rushed to a local hospital where he died. Police say there were no other injuries in that crash. And a woman from Colorado escaping a boat explosion at Lake of the Ozarks with minor injuries. Highway Patrol troopers say the boat Lori White was riding in lost power then caught fire and exploded. You better be there. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Join me weeknights from 9 to midnight on KWTO.
0: (laughs) You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Lusader, and Producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93-3 and AM 560, KWTO.
1: So in the studio with us is, uh, well, come to find out an old football buddy of mine, and I thought I'd recognize the name. Of course, it's the first time he's been on Wake Up Springfield since Alex and I kind of, kind of took the reins here, but Sheriff Roy Cole from Webster County is here. I'm like, dude, he walked in, I'm going, and then I looked up his bio, and I'm going, I know this cat. We used to play semi-pro football together for the rifles back in the 90s. Yeah. Dude, that was a totally, that's like, it seems
5: like that was
2: forever ago, man. That was, that was, like, was forever ago. Like, oh, Coach, our sheriff, you look like you can still go out and play. You look like you're in some football shape.
5: <laughs> uh, probably, a, we actually fake. connected. They <laughs> a game.
1: We were playing, I think we were over at Parkview. I think we there was a home game. I don't think we were, we may have been away. I don't remember. We'd get on that old rickety bus and go to these different towns in Oklahoma City and Michigan. I mean, all yeah. over, you know. Yeah. And, but yeah, there was a, a guy by the name of Derek Jensen who played for Missouri State had went to Lebanon. He was a better, I mean, I, I hadn't played in three or four years competitively, and he had just graduated from Missouri State, so he was the, the, the main quarterback. Um, And we had another guy behind in front of you that was also yeah, like, a, yeah, another, yeah. If he wasn't there,
10: I got to play a yeah, lot. Yeah,
1: and if Jensen wasn't there, which he wasn't there a lot, I got to play. So I was the backup QB, but... The perfect storm hit one night, and we're in the game together. And you run a drag pattern across the middle. Right. And I hit him dead straight on. and He ran about, uh, I don't know, forty yards for a touchdown. It was a long, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's touchdown. A more, just the hear? thought of running forty yards is more than. A lot. Yeah, touchdown pass. Oh that, gosh, yeah, we completed. Uh, we're not well, here. Well, that's not. Well, go
10: there ahead. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, I remember, I remember telling my sons. Our game against the St. Louis Bulldogs ended in a fistfight. there. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't. Man. We couldn't even complete the game
1: because everybody wow. was fighting. It was
10: like glorified pickup
1: fights. But you know, speaking of that, we you, we are you're not here to talk about old rifles and football stories. Um, there's a there's. I think a, it
10: would be more fun than yeah. recruitment and retention. Yeah,
1: and that. But this is something that we're seeing not just in Sheriff or uh, Webster County, but. Officer retention, officer recruitment is down all across. Most departments are all facing this. Right. Is that not true? Yeah, no, it's a nationwide epidemic. It
10: is a nation. Why do you think that's happening? Why do you think we're not getting more people into the, the law enforcement? Well, that's you know that answer is different to, to every person that applies. So I think there's a lot of different answers for that. But um, I don't think that we hold the the position in the uh, in the honor that we once held it in. You know, and I think that as a society as a whole we don't we don't look at law enforcement the same. And so I think one of the things that recruited people, especially at a young age, were people that looked up to law enforcement officers Mm -hmm. and and just had that appreciation for them. And I don't think we have that anymore. And I'm um, I'd say probably in the last five or six years it's got down a lot worse.
1: Where do you think that's from? Just the the, uh, Well hold on a minute. I I see I see some positive things come out of some of our law enforcement officers. I've seen I've seen the community step up and do some things for them. And then, of course, um, I, I've seen some of the cool things that they've done to give back. I mean, there's a lot of really – I think we're a little more protected from that type of an environment than if, as if you go to – Well, we are here. Defund yeah. the police state, sure. you know, that kind of a deal. But yet still, it is impacting
2: the amount of people who decide to get into law enforcement. Well, well I'm going to say this, though. So there's no, a, a lot of different answers to that question. There's a lot of them. I want, I want to say this before you go, um, Sheriff, is that you have a positive view of police. I mean, mm-hmm. just naturally. And I mean, you're, because your interactions are good, but you're seeing this all over nationwide and, um, and what the media wants to, to, you know, to show out there, it's not positive right. views. You, you just have this situation yeah, in true. Columbus, I Ohio think, where this black girl was shot there. Well, that's going to be coming
10: over the next think, couple of days. I think you're talking about an extremely stressful job. I don't think people understand the stress that goes along with it. And then you just have the constant second guessing and harassment. Yeah. People getting half the story and then, Uh, I think there's a lot of, I think it's very difficult a lot of times for officers that, you know, they do the right thing, but they don't necessarily communicate that they did the right thing. Or they have this pressure from, you know, the top looking down on them. You could have done it this way, and you could have done it that way. And just the constant second guessing, and then they do it for, you know, not always a lot of pay. And so they're trying to put food on the table for their family and just carrying this an abundant amount of stress. And then constantly, you know, under threat of some type. All the time it wears you down and puts them in bad spots and it's it's a pretty difficult job it's the media that's trying to really play play this out
2: to because I, I mean that's the thing it's like we in this area and I mean we have a positive view of police I have mm-hmm. several of my cousins that are police officers mm-hmm. and they can't they're counting the days down until their retirement and it's for the it's like my cousin guy my cousin Caleb just retired my cousin guy's like can't wait I got you know two years four days and three months you know i'm like dang you know and it's sad because the stress the pressure and everything and the media just exasperates every little bit that makes you guys i'm sure you feel underappreciated is that a big part of it
10: i think that is i think a lot of the guys go into it they want to feel appreciated and they don't necessarily feel it and that goes a long way i think they feel just constantly second-guessed all the time and i think that wears down on them but um i still believe it's one of the most honorable professions that there is and so one of the most we, important we, things that we do.
1: How do we recruit into it? So I know, like as a sheriff uh, or as a kid, you were part of the uh, the cadet program, weren't you? Yeah. So is there are there cadet programs out there today? Is that something that we need to be looking
6: at? Yeah, a lot of the we... different
10: bigger agencies do, and uh, we we've started one up this year too. And I and I need to put a disclaimer. Webster County's done very good in terms of recruitment retention. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been very blessed in that area. But mm-hmm. I also teach at the you know the jury police academy, so I get to see how quickly uh, these. These uh, I always call them kids, but these these guys going to the academy, guys and girls going to the academy, they get picked up quick, uh-huh. you know. So in a matter of just a few weeks, most of them already have a job or at least have a real good foot in the door with the job. And we're also to a point where a lot of people to recruit are recruiting civilians and then send them to the police academy so they can kind of get a hand select early on uh, in the hiring process and who they want.
5: With
1: the constant turnover, though, if, if you have that, if you have, and, and this situation, yeah. it, well, in this, I, of course, I was on city council for, in Nixon for well, six years, and I, I dealt with what we had to go through, and we were able to finally kind of get some of the wages up to a point where they were a little more competitive. But, you know, when you've got a situation where Springfield's needing 50 to 60 hours, and they've got more money than most of the smaller departments do, I mean, this is where, this is where the season guys are going to the smaller departments, they're getting trained, uh officers it is and they're getting trained they're getting experience and then they can be you know picked up by these bigger departments well that puts it right back into your place where now you've got to bring in this brand new recruit yes they just finished their 900 hours of of you know law enforcement yep. training but now you got to bring them up to speed on how you guys do things i mean that that's a it has to be a constant battle too
10: well for yeah, for the longest time that was our curse in webster county we like i said we've kind of matured past that but for the longest mm-hmm. time we would we would hire somebody train them up you know as soon as we got that badge put on them they they looked a lot more, um, well, Attractable. Attractive yeah, for they other were. agencies. So Grant as soon as you put a badge on them, get them trained, get them off FTO, get you know get yeah. just a little bit of experience under the belt, they look really good to somebody that pays better, and they start getting recruited quickly. So,
4: so talk to me a little bit about this new um, idea that maybe. Uh, maybe agencies need to just lower standards for recruitment maybe the the physical fitness requirements are easier maybe you can accept that um that recruit that maybe had a marijuana charge in college or something what how do you feel about that
10: well i think each agency has their own standards and they all you know and i'm each of them are different you know a lot of agencies have people that are overweight a lot of people have a lot of people have marijuana charges and some have old dwi charges and things like that so it's different based on where you're at. Each each agency has their own standards and what they look for in their application but process. But how do you
4: feel about the lowering, like you know, like Springfield Police saying, oh, maybe we should um, lessen our strict requirements for recruits so that we can get more officers in the door?
10: No, I, I think it's case-by-case it's case based on what that standard is. I think standards are extremely important, but you have to select those for yourself as an, an agency. So if you just say lower the standard as a whole – I don't know how to respond to that because I don't know what that standard is specifically. But in so many in so many ways, um, I don't believe in you know punishing people for things that have happened so long ago. You know, I'm kind of a believer in statute of limitations on uh, a lot of different levels. But um, you know, I know one of the things they talk about now are tattoos and whether yeah. they have exposed tattoos or things like that. And I've I've probably been one of the last holdouts, but it's not much longer before no, before Nick's I give allowed. it on that one. Huh? <laughs> Nick's allowed it. Yeah, no, I think I think Sheriff Arnott and I are one of the few that, that don't allow it. But I was trying to hold him out, but I think he's gonna beat me. But <laughs> No, I mean you, you have yeah. to I mean you ha- it depends on what your standard is. If your standard is just a reflection of the community, then that's fine. But if it's a you know, a standard of some type of, of issue that would compromise yeah. your job, you can't do that. So I mean people's lives are at risk. So you you have to keep that in mind first and and they have to have the fortitude to uphold the constitution, you know.
4: So I I went I, I got my bachelor's degree in criminal justice at College right. of the Ozarks, and during that time I did my um, internship with Ozark Police Department in 2020, mm. like right in the thick of some of the worst anti-cop rhetoric that. Right. And even me as a police intern, I, I just had a a you know a badge, not a badge, but like a a, a neck thing that said police intern, and they were like casts you know, if you're going to Walmart, you need to take that down so that nobody can see it because they'll bash in your windows and things like that. Do you think that there are lingering effects of that sort of mentality that maybe are um, making people fearful of going into that profession? Or do you think that that rhetoric has kind of fizzled out and it's not as impactful as it was?
10: Um, I think I think it's fizzled out a lot. I don't think it's it's what it once was. I think, I think that was kind of a mob mentality type thing. It was yeah. very tied to politics and it it, it collected steam and it made it okay to go out and, and do those things. And I, I think you've seen that the communities hold, especially in southwest Missouri, but I think all over the country, it's is kind of banded back together and be like, no, we need law enforcement. We support them. So you, you, I think as a whole, people are pretty supportive of law enforcement. But you, you also have times where you can – what I think is you just have the constant second-guessing of single incidents – in which people, you're not always allowed to communicate all the facts, and so it's hard to defend yourself in those areas. And I, I, f- I feel for a lot of the baseline guys. I think they just feel constantly second-guessed by, by things that puts puts a lot of pressure on them. But sure. there's kind of a four-pronged approach, I think, to recruitment and retention that we probably need to talk about. Really quickly, I'll get one in
3: here for you. Money. You talked about pay. Yeah. I know Springfield, City of Springfield, has done a lot of work in trying to increase officer salaries. Uh, how are you all doing in Webster County? I know it's tougher in a smaller uh, community. It is. It's a lot uh, harder. To, to be competitive.
10: Yeah, it is a lot harder. I think that's what I was kind of referencing. You know, you have kind of a four-pronged approach, or so that's the way I've always explained. You've got, you know, your pay, retirement, your benefits, and you just have the culture as a whole. For you to be competitive in the the marketplace for law enforcement, you've got to at least be really competitive at two of those.
3: Yeah. you right? got to sell so, your
10: culture. Yeah, you really do. You have to, you have to, uh, um um People have to understand your culture and buy into it, but then you also have to have the, the real-world benefits like money so people can afford to actually do the job because I think it's kind of a labor of love. A lot of people don't go into it for the money, right? but they still need to be able to put food on the table well, and for I, their family. I know,
1: I, I know some of that culture. I know that some of the officers, they go to the, some of the smaller towns, well they want to go where the action's at I know right. that sounds I know that sounds bad like they're looking for bad things to happen but they do enjoy that. It's like well, a it's firefighter a sits around and they just they' are waiting for that that tone to come out so then go fight a structure fire when we know that's a bad thing right, right. but it's the same
10: concept so that's well, kind of everybody's way of fighting evil
1: yep Sheriff Cole, thank you so much for coming in today We appreciate you very much Good to have you back on uh, again in the future if you have any more updates on that or any other great ideas we'd love to hear about that. Um, And maybe we can get a football out later. Alex, you got one in the car? We can play a little Uh, catch. All right. Traffic updates next right here on Wake Up Springfield.
0: Traffic from the KWTO Traffic Center.
3: Overall, still looking good around the Springfield metro area, though some of those roads are wet because of the rain that's fallen in the area. 65 and Battlefield looking at the traffic there, both north and southbound. 33 and AM 560. KWTO.
0: And always streaming at (laughs) 933kwto.com. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM five-sixty, KWTO.
4: It's time for
9: the morning, the morning dump.
1: dump. Woo! sing this song right now well, to all you rockers from the 1980s it's Guns N' Roses right here on Wake Up Springfield <laughs>
3: the old music thing. by the way I'm really sad because one of my favorite songs and I think this is one of the songs I turn into you cast is one of my favorites was All uh, All Star by Smash Mouth oh yeah uh, and Smash Mouth um, passed away over the holiday weekend and he had what was it was it uh, liver? Liver, failure, mm-hmm. liver failure yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, just um, um, I, I love Smash Mouth for what it's worth. Hey Don, we had our fantasy football draft on Friday.
1: How did you like your team? It's our office uh, draft. I did not draft. I thought you were in it
3: though. No, I was not in it. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you did. Tom auto draft. was in it.
1: Oh, that's right, Tom. Yeah. Was in
3: it. I thought you did auto no. draft. And okay. Tom does. Tom usually does pretty well in these drafts. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how his team does. This I've got year. my last one tonight last one okay very good i was very
4: confused when you guys were doing that i'm like am i about to miss a meeting like everybody (laughs) was very serious looking and sitting around our big conference table with their laptops and stuff out and i'm like did i miss like scheduled meeting and then i came up and i asked tom what's going on he's like fantasy football draft i'm like for real
1: yeah how many leagues do you in chris uh this well this will be my third one so i only do i usually do two but i I, I added a new one this year i did too i'm in three uh, and that's too many i like to do two you
4: have to pay to be in these things
1: yeah but you have a chance to well wait is it we can't talk about that Okay. i don't pay
2: i'm a pastor yeah we have an administrative fee in one of my leagues but (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> oh wait does this qualify as sports betting is no, this Cass, like an illegal situation Cass, I, here? I do not
2: do that we have an administrative <laughs> fee that's what we do yeah. so that's a that's awfully Baptist of me isn't it <laughs> I, I will say this I, I kind of wish
1: like for all three teams I could just just have the same player so that I don't have to always update and study so much more like I know I'm starting this quarterback this week I know I'm starting this guy so hey uh, speaking of some real news out there and this is exciting when it comes to the level or when you start talking about economic development in our community what we've seen happen out in the Brookline Republic area has been absolutely phenomenal for the growth of our community now everybody says well Republic's growing again Republic's growing again. Well, it is. It's because they've had the foresight and, the, and they had the vision to set the infrastructure out there in that Brookline area. Well, on August 22nd, uh, Republic City Council heard for the first reading of an amendment to rezone 203 acres on the east side of Highway MM. Now, if you've been out there before... And you've never noticed that little buffalo, that statue of a buffalo that's on the side of the road out there in Brookline. That's the area that we're talking about. They're looking to change from agricultural to a planned development district. And uh, it's the Garrett Farms Planned Development District, a a mix of potential uses from light to heavy industry. Um, They don't really have all of the infrastructure plans in place yet. They have a 20-acre phase one development presented to council, so we'll see what that is. I need to get David Cameron in here. I talked to him. I'll probably see him today. I'm heading out to Republic for the chamber luncheon at around 11. So I'll hopefully run into David and I'll see if I can get him in here next week to talk about it. But it is good, guys, because this brings jobs. It brings infrastructure. It brings the ability for people to earn wages. And, you know, there's a lot of housing complexes coming in the Republic area as well. So be anxious to see how that shakes out. But it looks like they're going to grow again and provide another area that could attract a big business to
2: our community. I got one for sure. Guys. This is a seriously important news story. Football season is here, oh, baby! Oh man, NFL football starts this week. I think that um on Thursday, don't the um the 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 home team plays? Your team plays, don't they? Don the the Chiefs open against the
3: Lions. The fact it's the first uh, regular season football game of the NFL season, and the Chiefs will open with a seven twenty game at Arrowhead. And uh, that game will be televised on
2: NBC. Yeah, the real game starts on Sunday Whatever. when the Bears get to beat the Packers. I knew you would say that. The Bears are going to lay the smack down on the Green Bay Packers. That's the deal. But I want to do, I want to point out college football. I'm not, I'm not huge in college football, but this past weekend, there was some good stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some great stories. Um, Colorado upset TCU. And, and <laughs> I know if you guys are men of our age, Primetime Deion Sanders, Chris. What do you know about I that? got
1: all of his rookie cards, both baseball and football. Uh, of course, he was a Dallas Cowboys for a while. Yep. I, I like the dude. I, I do too. really like the guy and his leadership that he's showing and how he's just changing the dynamics of football for those players, even when he's at Jackson State. It's refreshing. People say it's flashy.
2: I like it. It's swagger. He has, he has the culture of swagger mm-hmm. and dudes. Want some swagger? You know all the guys that are all over look at Andrew Tate on social media because this guy's talking about money, mm-hmm. women, being a man, being an extra, and young dudes like swagger. Mm-hmm. And there's something about that—a dude who can talk the talk and then go out and walk. Why off.
1: do you think we like Stephen A. Smith on ESPN? Why do you think we like swagger. these guys? Right? We liked Michael Irvin. I mean, these guys just tell it how it is. Dion, like-
2: Dion had one of the all-time greatest commercials in the history of commercials. Remember when he went from, um, San Francisco. To the Cowboys and Jerry Jones is recruiting there's a Pizza Hut commercial and he's like, Hey Dion, so what do you want to play, offense or defense? Both. Both. Yeah. Both. <laughs> Both. So what's going to be Dion? You know, of fifteen, twenty million? Oh. Both.
1: Did you see that commercial? <laughs> Look, if That's you watch any football this weekend or sports or even just any T V, did you see that commercial that came out? Uh it has Dan Marino, Emma Smith, Randy Moss, and these guys are sitting on the couch eating potato chips says, Hey, let's come out of retirement. I didn't see that. You didn't see that? you gotta look yeah. at that one. And I, it's like, it shows Emma Smith over there on the bench. He falls asleep. D- Damn, gets to delay a game because he's out there. <laughs> he's, That's right. he's trying to look up his wrist. And it reminds me of you. He's, he's trying to look up the plays on his, on his wristband, you know, yeah. and he can't read it. So he has to get his glasses out. Oh, I gotta to see, see that. I'm
2: gonna go on YouTube <laughs> that. But listen, speaking of games, I stayed up entirely too late last night. Oh, you watched it. I did. I had to watch it, wow. Duke and Clemson. I mean, good night. Um, Duke upsetting Clemson twenty eight to seven, like, and the fans stormed the field after did. the game. They were they were like, wait, and that's the thing. I I love that. I love high yeah. school. Well, I remember those times. And they had they knew it was going to happen. Like we're talking a minute left in the game. There's like three kneel downs waiting to happen, and the students are all lining the thing sec- That's just memorable stuff. That is what it's all about, right there.
1: All right, Mr. School Board Member, Nixon High School or Nixon Public Schools. One of the things that I loved we used to do before COVID was after the game, the kids could go down the field. Now, for some reason, since COVID, after a football game, Friday Night Football, Nick's the kids don't get to go down and enjoy the win. So but that's not like I that at all. That I don't like You work, work on that for us. Let them do it again. Yeah, Seriously. Let them do it let again. Let the kids on, go on the let field. Let them go on the field. and can keep parents off of there. But anyway, give us a motivational moment here to wrap up our day, Alex.
2: Hey, man, listen, life is about what you leave behind. Don't always look about taking for yourself. What are you giving? Give to other people first before you're looking to be um, to to receive. That's just the beauty of it. It's a golden rule, whatever you want to look at it. So be kind, be nice, be generous. Word.
1: Tomorrow we have the brother of Dr. John Forsyth from Castville. Richard Forsyth is gonna be in the studio in the seven o'clock hour. We're gonna get a big family update about what's going on with the Dr. John Forsyth case coming out of Castville. You don't wanna miss that. It'll be here in studio tomorrow, right here on Wake Up Springfield. Gary Nolan's next. Have a great day, everybody.
0: KWTO
1: with Wake Up Springfield.
8: Unfortunately, the Republican brand has been hijacked by this kind of chamber of the Chamber of commerce mentality that thinks, hey, if we can just offer enough targeted incentives to enough companies, we can be successful. We need to go back to focus on the big
5: Republican principles of reducing government, of cutting the tax burden and growing the state.